0: The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
2: You can paint this with purple.
0: Now, live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello
3: and welcome to a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us live online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Now's a great time to check out our Pirate Radio TV page on YouTube. We got the full interviews. From Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, and some Pirate players from earlier this week right there for you in its entirety on our YouTube page, Pirate Radio TV. Make sure you are subscribed. All right, big show on tap for today, hour one. We're getting you ready for East Carolina and UCF with Troy D and coach Rick Smith. Got that coming up in the three o'clock hour at four o'clock. Tony Dunn, Cat Chronicles.com joins us. We'll talk Week 5 NFL, Christian McCaffrey, doubtful for the Panthers game coming up against the Eagles this week. We'll talk about all that, make some picks coming up at 4 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, the voice of Dottie Ficklin Stadium, Morgan Aylers, will join us. We'll talk Pirates High School football, NFL, talk a little golf at 520 with Greeny Mark Greenheld from the Golf Shop Radio Show, and we'll have our final Bud Light ECU report of the week coming up in hour number 3 as we are ready to roll for Pirates and Knights, Shirley Rhodes is here, Chandler Honeycutt wearing their purple. Troy D alongside. What's up, Troy? Good to see you, Clip. How are you? Doing great. Looking forward to a uh another big one tomorrow. Looking good. You got the pineapples on your shirt. And Feeling everything. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling festive. Absolutely. Wanted to welcome back Coach Smith. Welcome back,
4: Coach. Good to be back. I will admit I had a great time down in. <laughs> we were kinda hesitant
5: to have Coach back on, quite honestly, because some coaches can be superstitious, and we have been winning since you have been off the program. Well, you know what can I say? Just say it's three <laughs> three weeks without coach, three wins. It hasn't been three, has it?
4: <clears throat> has it been three?
3: I feel like the last time we talked, they were coming off that South Carolina loss. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm not saying you're the reason. Was, I'm just stating the thought. It was just too bad maybe, to consider. Maybe we did talk about the Marshall win with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Pirate. All the days and weeks run together during the yeah, football I season. I can't
4: remember, but yeah. doesn't really matter. I'm back.
5: <laughs> he
3: is <laughs> back, like him or not. He's here. Got, got my new t-shirt. Yeah, on. looks good. Looking new
5: pirate good. radio gear. We got you swagged out. As so, my kids would say, you're looking dripping, coach.
4: <laughs> That's the highest of compliments from a teenager.
3: So you went to uh, to Key West.
4: Is we right? went. We went to. Uh, you know, we went to Tallahassee. That, you know, and then we went down to Miami. Spent a. I guess a day and a half there. I hadn't been since I was in college. Just go to A One A,
3: yes. Beachfront Avenue, nice yep. done.
4: Yep. So wanted to, you know, we, we walked the beach and uh-huh. uh, ate ate on the beach. Then Key West, just, huh? And then went to Key West. Oh, like, as far as you can go. Yeah, southernmost point. Yep.
3: Yeah, good good deal. What we did you do there there down there?
4: Four days. What did we do down? Duval Street. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Did you so drink we, a few pirate beverages down there. Drank a few of those. Yeah.
6: Go to Sloppy Joes
4: yes uh, when
6: you're on vacation
5: in Key West what's the go-to pirate beverage of your choice
4: well I like Budweiser right. I didn't just know if the, you changed just like cold
5: beer, beer. Yeah. <laughs> I, know,
4: I know you like that here I just didn't know like hey I'm yeah. in Key
5: West I'm going to get something fruity you know no. maybe a little uh, one of those drinks with a umbrella in it
4: no I, I drank some some
5: uh
3: it's not cheap vodka. down there is it coach
5: no <laughs> The Budweiser costs down on uh,
4: Duval Street nowadays I'm right over four dollars.
3: Coach um, Smith brought his own case with him, so he he just yeah, popped them everywhere yeah. he went.
4: I just give the credit card to Barbara; she she yeah. pays. <laughs> I'll stick with her.
3: Good deal. So now you're uh, refreshed. There yeah, you go. yeah,
4: it was great. You know, we we uh, just had a great time. You know, I mean, I, I was born and raised in Florida, and I, I went to Miami a couple of times when I was in college, but I hadn't been since you know. Then, played a few games down there but as a coach you know you just go down and play the game and come back first time i'd actually been on the beach since i was a senior in college and first time ever i'd been to key west yeah
5: all right i gotta ask you this i was gonna wait till later in the show but i i can't wait any longer clip i mean and it's kind of of a tie it's kind of ties in in. in. because we're talking about florida we're talking with coach having having a good time having some drinks and there's a story that kind of ties all this together into one big news story. Coach oh, from Jesus. Florida, having drinks, enjoying himself. What is your take on Coach Urban Meyer's situation?
4: I've been reading about it. Uh, reading? Yeah. Not looking? The videos? He's a reader. Well, I've looked at some of that too, <laughs> all right. but. First video or second? Second. All right, good one. Yeah all right so what's your take i think he's confused on why in the hell he's coaching <laughs>
3: what What do you mean by that just
4: i mean if you put yourself in that situation the best thing to do is keep your mouth shut so you don't think he should have
5: said anything about it that's right like he's on this apology tour and he should have just kept his mouth shut yep
4: that's just me now yeah
3: he, he 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 does like to do the uh, do as I say, not as I do, though, because he's got a couple books out about leadership yeah. and accountability that you can yeah. buy, a coach, if you're interested. And, now, uh,
4: now, I would have I would have went to the people that I embarrassed or the people that I had wronged, you know, privately, but I wouldn't have went public, public nationwide. I mean, it ain't anybody else's business but mine and theirs. That's just me. So you would have addressed the team, and you would address
5: your
6: family,
4: probably. Yes, and yeah. I would have asked the, the team guys to kind of... Well, he
6: addressed the team, and then he left the room, and they just bursted out in laughter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's in a tough spot it's, it's already. It's a tough situation. The, pro- was...
5: the problem is the optics are bad because he's 0-4. If he's 4-0... and 0, they might say, well, he's burning off some steam. He's 0 4, so you know what I hear people saying is he should have flown back with the team. That was you know, I heard Tony talk about that. His first bad decision yeah. was not going back to start working to try and get Jacksonville a win.
3: They played Thursday night in Ohio. He's an Ohio guy. He stayed there, the team went back. That's not a good look to start with. Right. That's, that was probably the first bad
4: decision. I agree. Yeah. So I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. Now have you ever met him? Yes. Is he like a fun guy to hang out with, a party guy? I have sat down at dinner table in his house with him and had a meal. Oh, wow. excuse me. Wow. With Skip. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Skip and I were in Florida recruiting when he, Urban Meyer was the head coach at Florida, and they were close friends. I think they were on the same staff together with 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 Lou at Notre Dame. I think I could be wrong. But anyway, they were very good friends, and we were down there and. Uh, yeah, you know, so I, yeah, I know him. Looks like a fun guy. He is. He's a good guy. Extremely I mean, fun. <laughs> yeah, and, likes to enjoy and, himself. You know, I, everywhere I've ever coached, I always recruited Florida. Uh huh. So I ran into him a bunch in high schools, you know, during recruiting season, and he was always extremely nice to me. I mean, you know, some coaches, well, I'm the head coach, and that's an assistant, so they kind of yeah. blow you off, but he always would go out of his way you know to speak or to chat a little bit he was not one that would just walk by you know not saying anything time. does he survive this crisis do, you know is this the out Jacksonville needs
5: to get rid of him because of the moral clause and the contract where they would have to pay him out does he want out at Jacksonville
4: what do you think well I know one thing he's I think he would like to try to stay there and right the wrong mhm he has zero wins as an
5: NFL coach. He'd probably yeah. at least like to get one before he gets fired, yeah. is my guess. Yeah.
3: We were going over this yesterday with uh, with Tony Collins. I believe it was him when he was – but, we, you know, Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, Pete Carroll are the three coaches that have won national championships and Super Bowls. Yeah, which is and pretty impressive. Jim Harbaugh had success in San Francisco going from college, but it seems like more times than not – you think about Nick Saban, the greatest yeah. college coach maybe ever. Failure. Failed in the NFL. Steve yeah. Spurrier famously yep. with my team was not good. Lou Holtz a long time ago. yeah, Bad with the Jets. That's
6: not true, David. J-E-T-S.
3: Bobby Petrino split in the middle of the season with the Falcons and went back to college. So for whatever reason, Coach, these college guys, they give it a shot and it just seven, eight, nine times out of ten, it doesn't work out. You know, college kids are
4: they're always trying to get to the league. You know, I used to when I that year I coached uh, you know, NFL Europe. Mm-hmm. They were all NFL mm-hmm. players, but they were all young players. And you know, I was I talked to them about purgatory. Cuz cuz the NFL league in Europe was was just triple A baseball, right. it was football. Correct. And what I would tell those guys, you better do everything I tell you to do, and you better do it full speed. I meant, you know, cause you're either going home or you're going to the NFL, where you want to be, so. But you're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. Yeah. Now, what you do here, Determines whether you go to the NFL, which is heaven, mm-hmm. or you go home, which is hell. Wow! And that was kind of the way I put it to good, them.
5: Good, good analogy. And as a person that appreciates analogy, <laughs> See, Troy, that I analogy. give that one five stars, Coach. Well, they it's all a five
4: star analogy right there. They really understood. Uh, And, of course, I had some great kids. And out of the seven DBs I had in NFL Europe, uh, six of them got a chance, you know, to go on. He's a damn good coach that has damn good analogies that they understand (laughs) and can digest and then process. That's how it works. And my head coach, the head coach was Rick Lance, who I had worked with at Georgia Tech. And I'd coached his his son. And uh, he was, Rick was really a tough guy. I mean, he was tough on those players. So it was easy for us to be tough.
3: But once you get to the NFL, and they've already made it, and a lot of those guys have made it, huge in the bank, yeah. it's probably, it's a different mindset, a different yeah. deal. Yeah, if you're just tuning in,
5: uh, we're talking to Coach Rick Smith about the Urban Meyer situation. Rick, uh, close friends with Urban Meyer, as we just found out, has had dinner at his house. Well, I'm not them. a close friend. Now, that was, was
4: because of skip holes. That's <laughs> an We're just hyping things up. I know, it's yeah, what we do okay. in the media
5: business. Um, see how things get <laughs> yeah, yeah. spun out of control? This yep. is a perfect analogy of what might have happened to Coach Urban Meyer. Was Rick Smith
3: with Urban Meyer that night? We'll find out now, after Say if the
5: second video didn't come out and he's just sitting at the bar minding his own business and this very good looking twenty-something blonde co ed comes over and starts grinding on him, in his defense, if he wasn't asking for it or didn't set it up ahead of time. Now, granted, I don't know what his reaction should have been. I'm just saying, is it his fault if it was unsolicited? Did you see his hand placement? The second video, that's why I said. If only the first video came out, I think he could get out of this unscathed. The second video is the problem. Wouldn't you guys agree? Absolutely. Where he then becomes a participant in this.
3: Well, yeah, and the, just the decision-making overall to be in that right. situation to not be with the team. That the is the whole, terrible optics. The whole and thing. this
6: reminds me of a situation a couple of years ago here in East Carolina with a guy in the, in the administration world here. A second video cost him.
5: Yeah, but it wasn't a grinding video.
6: But but it was a second <laughs> video. It was a second video. <laughs> that cost him. Yeah, and it, that's th-
5: true. If that If that second video didn't come out, it's Get always it. the
3: second video. It is. It's the second video. The sequel.
5: Yeah, first one's okay. Keep that second one under wraps.
4: Yeah, I'm glad y'all told me that.
3: <laughs> I'm glad there was no video of you and Steve Logan in your underwear for that story you told uh, a oh, few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a, a bad one to look at. <laughs> that was a good. Glad story. there's no video of us at. Uh,
5: Williamsport either. We had some good times up there. Oh, that was a great. Trip. Yeah, that was a great. We trip. need to do that again. We do. I don't even care if the little league team doesn't go. We just need to go. I do was going to say
3: <laughs> it's Ohio versus Florida. Troy D and Rick Smith are going for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no ties whatsoever. Uh, Speaking so. of Florida, I'm headed down there tomorrow.
5: I'd love for you to come join us. Not too late. You could show us around it's your state. What part? Orlando. Headed to the game. Uh,
4: that's right. that's said yeah. they are playing in Orlando. You want to come? We uh, could use the
5: driver i'll drive you yeah well we're flying but what okay. about when we get there can you drive hey, can, can you, you drive a plane <laughs> 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 i said call rick he probably would have driven us down there put the band back together that was so much fun we may cancel the airline tickets and just ride with rick down there getting there's half the fun i only ran off the road every what <laughs> oh, every few hours but that's fine
3: <laughs> one each state yeah uh, nobody was how killed? many times
6: did you have to nudge coach to wake him up <laughs> probably we fell asleep too so <laughs> we're all in it together
5: it's hard to blame him and we're
4: all snoozing yeah that was a fun trip
5: yeah i got some energy drinks now that would keep us up though. yeah yeah so i got that fixed
3: let's uh let's get a break in because coach smith has some thoughts on this he's, game he's got the folder yeah. oh well that's yeah.
5: nothing really no but I i've got some thoughts clip we don't have your prediction yet. you haven't asked me uh, do i have a feeling
3: All right, does Troy have a feeling? The answer is
5: yes, I have a feeling, and I'll tell you what those feelings
3: are. He has a feeling. What is the feeling? Well, you'll have to wait. That we don't know yet. Yes, we'll reveal that. All right, we're back with you on a Football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, Free Beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live as well. More to go. We're back with you after this.
0: are listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University enc.com Now, back to the show. Welcome
1: back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water your next adventure is right around the corner for more information please visit ncstateparks.gov now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip rock all
3: righty back with you on pirate radio live here on a football friday and a free beer friday coming up in hour three of today's show this one's new to me haven't tried these yet you
5: know i saw these and i was like stunned at how creative bud
3: light is getting do you want your beer to wear a flannel while you drink it it's the uh bud light uh fall flannel pack bud light seltzer fall flannel pack limited time only yes sir uh maple pear apple crisp toasted marshmallow and pumpkin spice troy d man uh that i they were getting as i said very creative so so dust off your leather boots find your biggest scarf and start practicing your leaf throwing boomerang moves because fall is here. I'm really tempted to break open the
5: pumpkin spice live on the air just to see how it is. Uh if I had to go Coach, with one. if you gotta take one, which one you taking?
4: Is that say five percent?
5: yes sir five 5% percent alcohol 5% I like, he looks yeah.
6: like he's going to take all
5: of them yeah 100 calories
3: <laughs> you just got a detox from key west over here <laughs> only one gram of sugar uh chandler i know you watch your carbs two grams of carbs man man so we need that's to get the drink for
5: me what yeah. we should have done is got one cold and then sampled some on the air next friday how does that sound i'm go like a maple pear if i had to choose. all one. right how about next friday i'll talk to B and their good friends at carolina eagles see if we can split one We'll get it cold maybe we'll see if coach wants to come back and we'll each pick one and then we'll give a critique all right would you drink one coach have you ever had a bud light seltzer no me neither i've never had the seltzer beer neither have i so this would be a first for us they're tasting yeah. all right i want to let's are y'all in sure
3: we're doing it okay. we're in we're clemson because we're all in Okay. all right is ECU all in? Is Troy D. all in on this game? He's going to the game. He's got a feeling. By the way, Troy D. is the new, uh, like I don't know, college game day. Who's somebody to go? Troy's going to Orlando this weekend. Yes. And then to Soldier Field next weekend. Yes. Uh, Bears-Packers. You're then all then over and, uh, the place. In a
5: couple weeks, i got to be in L.A. I haven't traveled like in two, three years. You've
3: got to be in L.A.? What are they presenting you with in wars
5: or something? A, I've what? got a family event there okay. that I'm going to be at. Uh, yeah, so I'll be like all over the country in the next few weeks world traveler yeah we did uh orlando was a late addition gotta admit i caught the fever after the game wasn't planning at all to go to this game had some friends line up some great very affordable airfare they said hey look we can get down there pretty cheap we can stay affordably let's go i said all right this is it's too good to pass up you know a couple hundred bucks all in airfare
4: hotel everything why not and there's just nothing to do in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: so we, we're going to head down there. Uh, so I did catch this. The, will be your first road this game is my, since when? Wow, you know that's a great question. I know you didn't go last year. Well, I was going to say this is my first road game that I'm actually getting on a plane. And I was trying to think last time I flew to see an ECU football game, and it might I might have to go back.
6: You went to BYU.
5: BYU, but which was first, BYU or the Florida Gators? When did we play Florida? Both. uh, BYU would be... That was both
3: 2015. 2015. BYU would be the most recent.
5: Yeah. I don't think I've been on a plane to see ECU since BYU. Because I've driven to the other away games. All right. Yeah. So anyway, um, here's the deal. Beginning of the season clip, my feeling would have been like, this is a loss for ECU. Chalk it down in the L column. After a lot of thought, after sleeping on it all week... After seeing how ECU played Saturday, after seeing how UCF played Saturday, after hearing Coach Houston talk this week, who actually reiterated some of the things I said Monday in his press conference. I said Monday to you, Clip, in this very chair, the question is, ECU has shown they can do it. The question is, can they repeat it? Can they duplicate it? Can they do it again?
3: Well, Mike Houston listens to what you say and gets a lot of guidance from you. We know that.
5: Well, as he should. But my point is, there is still a lot to prove for this ECU team. There's still that mythical chip on the shoulder. Can they do it back-to-back? Can they stack up back-to-back quality
3: wins now?
6: Well, that was a key word on the fifth quarter on Saturday was consistency.
3: Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Spell when it. it's a burglary. Yeah. <laughs> they spell it. Spell hey, you're the spelling burglary meat burglary beast, right? Burglary. Yeah. 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 Troy uh to but use an analogy for you. ECU's had some breakfast. But that's not gonna hold them over an entire day. Right. They're still hungry. We need lunch. They, they need lunch.
5: Yeah. And eventually we're gonna take your dinner. <laughs> but they gotta get to lunch right now. Yeah. They've had a nice breakfast. That was a good breakfast. It's time to move on good to lunch. Arty breakfast. But I gotta tell you, I think I and maybe. Maybe I'm starting to dip back into fan
3: mode a little yeah, too much. Yeah, this prediction And this worries count. me. Yeah, this one's... But I... You're going to the game. Maybe I'm, go, I'm getting you're, too... You're flooded with uh, too much pirate pride right now. Ran into Holton yesterday. Oh, God. Yeah, this is... It's <laughs> over. Yeah. I have a feeling... This prediction doesn't count. And the feeling is more of a wish this time, I yeah. will say. Hey, you're going to uh, Disney World? <laughs> wish yeah. upon a star? Yes. <laughs> i'm going Would with the pirates you man wish upon us i think the pirates pull this out
6: i think it's gonna happen man <laughs> i tell you what uh they don't have dylan gabriel man
5: you know i'm, I'm just i'm gonna go with ecu on this one all right I, and i know i said preseason i probably never do that but i've i've changed my opinion and i might get let down
3: well for good reason yeah, if, uh, UCF is trending down at they the moment. Are. Pirates certainly on the way up.
5: Correct, and I'm going
3: to go with that tr- continued trend. Right. I mean, and
5: maybe I listened to the big man on campus a little too much this week. He got me kind of fired up. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I, all he's, these things filtering in my head. He's more
6: of a UCF hater.
5: I know, at, at I know, but I, I'm I'm going East Carolina. I am taking the Pirates.
3: All right. Well, Rick Smith uh, came in here before the show started, and he didn't say we could win this game. We could play hard in this game. He said we should win this game.
4: I think we should.
3: What? what gives you that thought?
4: Well, I've always said winning is a habit. So is losing. They've lost two in a row. We've won three in a row. We've won three in a row. And I guarantee you, our kids like winning. (laughs) And they're going to go down there and play their butts off to win this thing. There's got to be some doubt in Central Florida right now. I mean, you know, is is Malzahn on his first year or second year? Yeah, he's on his fifth game. He's on his first year, fifth game. You know, they've lost, three, what, two in a row or three in a
3: row? Two, in, two a row, in a row, and they lost to a pretty, what looked like a bad Navy team yeah. last week, Coach. Oh,
4: you know, Navy, that was Navy's first win. Yeah, first
3: yeah. time they've looked 34, confident. 34-30, lost to Navy,
5: and then yeah. they lost at, at Louisville 32-35 the week before.
4: They beat Boise State by five, and Boise State's not having a great year. They're down this year. You know, they beat Bethune-Cookman, which maybe uh, you know, 63-14.
3: Gobby high school could be <laughs>
4: probably probably they could when i was under well, D- coach
3: smith's leadership exactly yeah.
4: louisville you know they're not real good this year and they, they won that they lost that by seven navy wasn't this navy's first win yes sir yeah so i mean they've been down this year they've been down and but, they do
5: have cincinnati next weekend could they be looking ahead oh definitely
3: no that, yeah. i think that's a great point yeah that's their biggest game left and on the schedule question. This year. yeah Redbeard says, "Well, twenty minutes later, we're still waiting on Troy to make his pick." <laughs> you do have a long build-up to your picks. It is a show. It is a production. <laughs> but we got there. We yeah. got to it. Got to be patient, Redbeard. <laughs> uh, so, Coach, you just like uh, you're looking at the way these things are trending right now. Like we talked about with Troy a moment ago, and the yeah. Pirates. You know,
4: I think who we've played. I think we've played a better, tougher schedule than they have. Uh, We've won three in a row. They've lost two in a row. First year coach, our guy's been here three now. Uh, You know, Coach Houston's now, he's kind of doing, he feels like he can do what he's always wanted to do, and that's number one, run the ball, pound the ball. And if you can't... If you can't stop me, then you're gonna get it the whole game. And then our defense is playing better. They are. Great
3: game last week. You know? yeah. They were flying around. I know you like to see that. Brennan yeah. brings up a, a point that we talk about quite a bit. It's a good point. Consistency, Chandler. Consistency. Well said. Well said. Uh, he said we looked great the last half quarter at Marshall. Uh, looked bad against Charleston Southern outside of one good quarter and then a full game against Tulane. Yeah. So,
5: well, and going in that Tulane, the question was, can we stack it up for three or four quarters in a row, remember? Yeah. And they did. So now the question is, can you do it back-to-back? Back? Two games, eight quarters the, in a row. This team this year for East Carolina, at times they've looked like a 2-9 and nine team. At times they've looked like a 9-2 and two team. You know, which team is going to come out Saturday is the case. If they can do it again, this team can have a tremendous amount of success. And this could still be a breakout year. I said it early on. It could end up being a bowl year for East Carolina or they could end up losing every one of these games if they're not careful. Yeah. It's
4: still too early to predict how consistent this team can be, coach. I agree. And going into the season, I you know, I looked at the schedule the first time I looked at it, I said, "Well, you know, we'll win four. And then I went back and looked at who we were playing and what they had done last year a little bit, you know, a little bit more careful. And I felt like great year for us would be to win six, six and six. And we got a chance to do that. Yeah. Of course, we got a chance not to. But this 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 is the key, one of the key games. I mean, this is not the Central Florida we're used to seeing. That's true. I, mean,
5: I think you win this game, you have a chance to win more than six. I went with six preseason. I'm going to stay on that number. Uh, but I think if you knock off Central Florida on the road, I don't care if they're down or not, uh, I think East Carolina then has a chance to win possibly seven games this year.
3: Yeah, because this is one you weren't thinking right. as a win. This was not yeah. one I had on
5: a win. And, a, and, originally. and not
3: that you want to think this way at all, but it also gives you a little leeway if you get upset later in the Correct. year. Correct. Right. Which, yeah. which, which listen,
5: I think almost you have to kind of win this game because we still, even if Navy's even down, Navy is such like a we're in our head. Oh, yeah. We have we, we're such since, a head uh, case when it comes to Navy. We'll let them beat us in our minds before, you know, we're... The fans get worried about it. The team gets worried about it. The coaches are worried about it. We just can't beat Navy. It seems like half the time.
3: had not beat them, well, mm-hmm. Davis. way more than half the time. We right. haven't beat them since Dominique Davis through those
5: two thousand
3: uh, ten or 11. eleven. Right. So
5: you can't take that game as a, as a win. I don't care if Navy's down. They seem to be getting their act together a little bit.
3: It looks that way. So got to found their quarterback. So. Yeah,
5: that is not an easy win. So maybe this one is a little bit easier than than Navy.
4: Who knows? Well, you know, we have to go to Navy too. Yep and uh playing at navy what navy does is tough to get ready for
3: i talked to the uh play-by-play voice mark daniels of ucf earlier this week coach and he said something that i've heard in the past but he said sometimes it's the game after navy where you see what those blocks did to you the previous Mm -hmm. week as a guy who's faced them and and what do you say to that
4: well you know uh, you're watching film with your players, you know, game film. And, you know, there's, y'all know what a chop block is. Yeah, hit, take out the knees. You know, and, you know, Navy is going to run the ball, you know, 67% of the time. You're going to get some double teams. You're going to get the chop block. Now, the – Now, official, a chop block's illegal, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, they ain't going to call it every
3: time. Yeah.
4: You know, they will call it one or two times a game against Navy, maybe. Mm.
3: Is but that it, when you're engaged and then a guy takes yeah, out your leg? Takes okay. out your knee. Yeah. You know, yeah.
4: and, uh, you know, kids watch film and they see how they double team block and they chop you. It only takes one chop block and you're out for the year, maybe yeah. forever. Uh, and it was just, uh, it's just something you don't see, but once a year. Yeah.
5: Isn't it kind of ironic? Navy would do chop blocks with the guys that are with high moral character in the Navy. That that's how they choose to play.
3: Well, yeah. What's also ironic, Troy, your lovely people there in uh, Provo, BYU, always one of the dirtiest teams every year in college football. Yeah, they fight. They uh, they try to get flags thrown on you. So you know. But let me tell you something about their fans.
5: Some of the nicest people I've ever met. Clip Rock,
3: good.
4: Wonderful
5: people in Provo.
4: You know, before the we played them in the bowl game, BYU. Where at? Which bowl when game? I was at, uh, I guess I was at Tulane, mm-hmm. they're supposed to beat us, you know, by 17 or 18. We beat them. But before the game, you know, it was it was a bowl game. I can't remember where it was. But we're out warming up, and they just come running right through all of our kids, knock a couple of them down. That's mm-hmm. about right. Yeah, you know, when our kids you know i was at tulane because mm-hmm. i remember the little linebacker we had was a feisty
3: little fella <laughs> was this the 1998 liberty bowl yes all right there you go
4: yes yeah. and uh we almost had a complete brawl between the two teams wow. you know 30 minutes before the game yeah we were warming up and they came out to warm up kind and of ran, disrespectful and just kind of ran right through us yeah you know they the were very disrespectful right yeah
3: the cajuns versus the mormons
4: yeah and we beat the crap out of them,
3: forty-one twenty-seven. <laughs> wow! Now, and they didn't
4: have—I get so upset because I was D coordinator. They had one touchdown on us until the fourth quarter, I believe. And our head coach, who you know Skip had just left, and I can't remember the guy they hired. He's just throwing everybody out there on defense.
3: Oh, you're talking about Bowden just left. Bowden left. Terry yeah. left. Chris Skelfo.
4: Yes.
5: It's Chris, so he's, yeah. he's letting the backups get playing time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And but you're like,
5: forget the backups. Let's keep the foot on the gas.
3: You're fuzzy on some details, coach, but this one you've nailed. You've given up seven points, six points, because they missed the extra point, I guess, uh, through three quarters. And then in the fourth, they tacked on some more. And we're sports. just
4: sending everybody out there. The, the new head coach is, yeah. just, and I'm over there. What the hell? That guy
3: doing? can't play. What the hell's <laughs> going on
4: around here? I mean, we That's give awesome. up. We, I was so upset. I yeah. mean, and, and so were the kids, the defensive kids. Boy, they were mad. Well,
3: you except, beat them down. Except the ones that got to play. And uh, Sean King wins MVP. Coach, you had a guy named Jamaican on that team, didn't yeah. you, isn't that? Jamaican D'Artez. Yeah. it's a cool name. He scored a touchdown. There you go. Old Rick Smith stories. Fighting the Mormons. What's his last D. name? <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Was his last name crazy? <laughs> Jamaican McCrazy? <laughs> uh, close. Jamaican Dortez. I like that name. All right, so there you go. Story time with Coach Smith. There Let's uh, get another break in. We'll come back. We'll talk more pirate football, more football with Coach Rick Smith. We've already had several requests to have Rick Smith talk to faux Rick Smith. Well, I, I feel it's going to happen. Though. we got to do that we, at some management point. Management has signed off on this. Okay. So we'll get to that and a lot more on a Football Friday and Free Beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswearenc.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. The bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock.
3: All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live, getting you ready for your football weekend. East Carolina and UCF Pirates going down to Orlando. Still uh, 10-point underdogs last time I checked. UCF favored by 10 in this game. We'll be with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you set for the 6 o'clock kickoff. We'll do a live check-in with Troy D. down at the Bounce House in Orlando.
5: Never been to the Bounce House. Been to Orlando many times. This will be my first UCF visit.
3: Yeah. it's. Uh, I tell you what, that atmosphere that Thursday night for the opener against Boise State, which uh, Coach Smith talked about that when they beat Boise State, they were jumping. They, I mean, it was, it was a rocking place. I'm interested to see, after two straight road losses, how the fans react and how they respond. Yeah. Will it be another packed house? Have they given up? We'll see tomorrow. Well,
5: I'll be uh, have a full immersion experience because I'm not using a press pass. I'm actually going to sit in the stands. Wow, with the like commoners. A, like a regular person.
3: How about that? Yeah, so it uh, should, should be good. Now, how do you go into a game with a regular person mindset, Troy? It's got to be tough for you. No,
5: it's pretty. I, that's kind of how I often do it here at East Carolina. You know, I sit in the, in the stadium and have normal seats. Okay. so uh but often on the road i will utilize I'll, I'll do media pass and sit in the press box but figured uh man i don't need to be bored sitting next to i go i'd rather be you know is it distracting when people french. come up to you and say hey are
3: you troy d from pirate radio or like no i'm used to it okay I mean, yeah.
5: right. one of those things you just get you know it, if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be where we are and we're very appreciative of our listeners and fans clip
3: good good to hear no i like how down to earth you are so down i'm, to I'm earth. just a regular person like you just a regular joe that's right what do you think, Coach? I think he's telling a big lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, was
5: that was that real coach or faux coach? I get them confused. <laughs> right? sounded, Who yeah. did you ask?
3: <laughs> well, faux coach. What do you think about it? Am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm not going to say. <laughs> that was a better answer than mine. <laughs> oh man all right uh (laughs) coach smith you uh you like the pirates here how about that defensive performance last week you 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 always say stop the run run the ball last week keaton mitchell over 200 yards rushing rajay harris added 70 for east carolina and they held Tulane to just over 100 rushing yards so pirates won the trenches last week that was great to see against a a, a, an opponent that you're kind of equal to, a conference opponent. It was great to see East Carolina was the more physical team last week.
4: Yeah, I mean, and, I, you know, again, going back to where the program was at when Coach Houston was hired, I mean, it was pretty dismal. Uh, you know, his predecessor was here three years, uh, you know, just did not recruit well, especially the linemen. I can remember when... when uh, shank came back coach shank while the offensive line came back i remember talking to him you know after he got here and he met with the o line and he said you got to be kidding me i mean, there just wasn't any numbers
3: yeah you know well, like he said to me on media day this year coach shank who kind of tells it like it is he right? does yeah. he's a straight and shooter he, he was like clip god bless them they tried they really did they tried but they just weren't American D1 lineman. I agree. And, you know, so they worked as hard as they could, but now they're bringing in those bodies and, and, you know. And
5: it takes a few years to get that transition complete.
4: You know, to me, the toughest position to coach in college football, and I did it for 35, 36 years, is the O-line. I used to, you know, when I was a secondary coach, I always said corners. Corner was probably the toughest position to coach because there were so many things that you have to ask a corner to do. But, it's just hard now for offensive linemen.
3: Well, you say it's the toughest to coach. You also say it's the toughest to bring in, recruit, right? Hardest to find. Hardest to yeah. find.
4: Yeah, I mean,
5: there's a lot of skilled players out yeah. there, but they're fond of these guys that are big and can be athletic and can being. run. That can run. You're asking a lot of things for these guys to, to take up a lot of space yeah. to be
4: O-line guys. It's hard. And what what they have to learn what they ha- what what an offensive lineman sees, you know. Uh, you know, your defense is a as a three-four. All of a sudden, they shift to a to a five-down, a fifty look. It would be
5: a, the least appealing position on the field for me. Like to play, like if I was going to be line, I'd rather at least be D-line because you're the one that can move around. They don't know what you're going to do, and you know, the offensive line, you're just getting hammered every play, basically.
4: Well, when I was in high school, my one of my very best friends was James Levy, number sixty-two. He was the right offensive guard and we played together now for eight five years and i was always a defensive back or a running back and i remember my senior year the last week of practice i asked james i said james what is it like to line up as an offensive guard and you're looking at your guy who's not even six inches away from you looking at that guy the whole game mm-hmm. and you guys are running into each other every play and he says well why don't you get down in a stance and i'll get down in a stance and i'll show you what it feels like so i did like an idiot you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know i was 160 pounds like getting, and james was probably 200 but you talk about getting my butt kicked yeah but he hit me <laughs> drove me back and i said to myself i'm glad i'm not an offensive lineman <laughs> Unsung
5: heroes of the oh. football team, I mean, quite honestly.
4: But it's just so different when you, especially, you know, you think about you're an offensive lineman and that defensive lineman's kicking your butt. Yeah. And you got to keep coming out and lining up and you're getting your head caved in. Yeah. Uh, and there's it's just, to me, O-line is probably the, it's one of the toughest to recruit. Because there's just not enough of them out there, right. and everybody's trying to go after the same kid. Yeah, and and then what they have to learn,
3: yeah, and make you break you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coach, I, I know you wish you uh, had a chance to coach Jaquan McMillan. Four interceptions for mm-hmm. East Carolina this year, and we've used the phrase over the years. You know this guy's the best cornerback since emmanuel davis we kind of go back to him as the the real true kind of lockdown guy corner but jaquan mcmillan is having a, an incredible year and you know they say big players make big plays and big games all that yeah. that three straight games with second half interceptions uh in crucial times and, and he's been great this year yeah
4: well just watching you know the game and just watching him move around he's just a tremendous athlete he'll
3: tackle you too yeah yeah
4: he's just he's very tough physical um intelligent football player uh i don't he's not real tall i believe he's only no. like five nine five ten but uh no he's a he's a great player uh, and uh i think he's just a sophomore
3: he's mm, either sophomore or junior yeah. i'll look it up it no, uh, doesn't, doesn't matter.
4: I'm saying if he's a junior, he might be out of here after this year. You know, that's the problem in this. I was having this
5: conversation with someone yesterday, Coach. In this day and age, you know, you talk about recruiting, and most people think of recruiting high school kids or junior college transfers. This day and age, you have to recruit your existing players constantly yeah. because the transfer portal is so easy and so readily available, and these kids are, are quick to leave if something's not going right. And – Especially if someone has some success and gets a few other offers from another school, so hey, you know, even <clears throat> behind the scenes, you never know yeah. who they're talking to or their people are talking to and families, members.
4: Uh, you got to work hard to keep these kids here. And, you know, yeah, I, th- that's really, a real concern. I really don't like the new rule, you know, where a kid can transfer and immediately be eligible. Well, I think when a kid knows if I transfer, I got a city year i think he really thinks hard and you know and if you're a lot of you know i've coached freshmen that were just you know miserable didn't like it you know would you know moan and groan a little bit but then that that next year would pass mm-hmm. then everything gets okay right uh but if they if it was easy to go and they had a free yeah, pass transfer they, they might have gone, been gone been yeah gone uh Van Estridge,
3: I, I promise I, I was going to bring that okay. up because I remember that story. Josh Hawkins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Van, you I mean, he turned out to be a great safety here, championship yeah. winner. But you were saying, you know, you, you were I calling ca- his dad. I or... called
4: his dad, and, his, his, and I'm going to tell you what. He was afraid of that man. <laughs> 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 uh, but what a great player and a great person. Yeah,
3: and uh, it turned out to, to be a major positive. Uh, Jaquami <laughs> Millen, by the way, a COVID sophomore, so would be a junior, but everybody got that extra year. Yeah. So uh, he is he's a sophomore uh, and, as far as his eligibility.
5: And how about Mitchell? I mean, the cat's out of the bag on him. What what if someone like Clemson says, "Oh, hey, wow, we need a running back." You know, now, they come calling. What I mean, there's not a lot you can do about that.
3: Yeah, but I mean, as much action as he's getting here, I, you would think he could be he, very successful here. Yeah,
5: yeah. he could. It, he could be the next Chris Johnson here.
3: Did you ever tell like Chris Johnson not to run at 80 yards so your defense could get a breather? Because Keaton Mitchell's doing that right now Uh, every game. He's going down the field, and the the defense is getting back on the field.
4: Yeah, when we first came here, Chris was already here.
3: Yeah, he was a John Thompson recruit.
4: Yeah, and he he was uh, struggling a little bit in school. And he was from the central Florida area, which I recruited, so I remembered him. And uh, I don't know, we were, I guess, in the weight room, because I'd always go watch kids lift i got to talking to him one time and i was trying to get him to go to corner
3: <laughs> wow i'm glad i didn't get him yeah, that would have but, been you know something.
4: his body type you know i mean he was he was you know kind of tall and lean he wasn't a stocky built up kid he looked more like a corner than he did a tailback but uh he was a great running back turned out wow. all right for him
3: and he's another guy that uh i think he told us on an interview here that he had considered transferring maybe going back closer to, to florida yeah. and skip talked him out of it and he didn't really bust on the scene he, you know it's part really of the junior year but that senior year it was really was his last incredible. year yeah. yeah
5: i would say that i would say it was really his coming out party was his last year
3: uh, bumping him up all the way to a first round pick and did. Then, Turned then the calm a... and
5: I mean, then you know <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of on the radar screen and then the combine where he set that record they're like whoa four two four. not
6: just what he was able to do on offense but he was a special teams returner and i mean he would yep. break one loose yeah. all the time
3: yeah he was fun to watch coach uh backup quarterback for ucf he's a freshman coming in for their you know all-world quarterback dylan gabriel so blake harrow is super aggressive as it is blitzing and things like Mm -hmm. that what do you think they do to a young inexperienced quarterback how do you you play that if you're ecu this week
4: well if he's inexperienced i would i would try to i wouldn't gamble i would make him beat me but i would try to disguise my coverages and get him to throw me some uh but you know hit him a few times if you you know early in the game show him some blitzes and come after him uh you know, their offensive line's pretty experienced. They've got three – three. Uh, I wrote that down, which I was shocked that they were that old on the old line. <laughs> got yep. a lot of info on that folder. <laughs> their offensive linemen now, their offense, the five linemen, they got three redshirt seniors, which are five-year players. Got one junior and then one redshirt sophomore, they average 6'5", 308. So, I mean – you know they're big. They're mm-hmm. very experienced. Uh,
3: I think they're gonna.
4: I think they're gonna try to run the ball on us myself. You know.
3: They got injury issues, not only a quarterback but running back as well. Now is a great time to play UCF. I know. I, think.
5: I do think we're getting them at a good time. Yeah. Now, Coming off a tough loss, getting Cincinnati next week.
4: I read an article know. that Mitchell, you know, is, is supposed to play he's there he was their stud he's supposed to be a future nfl running back number 16.
3: Uh, then they had a guy bowser that's banged up
4: yeah bowser's uh number five six one two twenty five he's also a senior uh
5: i will say on a, a positive note it looks like the weather situation early it was just a couple days ago clip looked like this could be a real rain game of potential it is now, and you know how Florida weather is, Coach. It can change on the dime here, so th- things can things can change, good or bad. But right now, looking like partly sunny skies with a high eighty-eight and a lowest seventy-two tomorrow. So uh, no rain in the forecast for Saturday. They've got some rain they're dealing with today and tonight, but then it looks like it's moving out on the overnight, and it's going to clear up tomorrow. So uh, probably be humid down there, is my guess. But uh,
3: I'll take no rain. That'll be great. Yeah uh clear skies for uh, hopefully another good passing performance by Holton nailers and of course the pirates are going to try to continue to run the ball with their running backs coach uh let me go over these stats one more time east carolina this year with their top two backs going into the season they didn't really list a a starter they said we have a 1a and 1b with harrison mitchell so so far this year harris has 62 carries mitchell has 60 carries and how about this East Carolina has ran the ball 178 times and they have passed the ball 176 times that's almost 50, 50. even yeah. yeah and that is right down the coach's playbook right that's, there right
4: and that's that's what what coach wants to do I mean I mean you know all the years that that I was the defensive coordinator I mean it was you know when you're not sure you know you break You break them down, down in distance. And if you can't get a tendency on somebody, it was always tough. Uh, I used to tell offensive coordinators, you know, you need to evaluate yourself, you know, and don't get in a rut. Like, okay, you know what a possession first down is. That was the first thing I always studied when I was getting ready to play somebody is on first down of a new series – what's the run pass percentage Mm -hmm. and it was amazing to me how offensive coordinators would be so easy to read on possession first down hell they'd be 80 percent run Mm -hmm. you know uh
3: we hear that from our fans about our offense you know and then first
4: first down within a series was always a little bit you know 50 50
5: run run run, pass yeah quite often yeah
4: and I always told my players, do it's it's a simple game, guys. It's either a run or a pass.
5: Yeah, the person that figures it out the quickest wins.
3: <laughs> I like that though. Be uh, yeah. be a little try to be unpredictable. Yeah. if you're uh, yeah. if you're the offense. So. All right,
5: you asked me if I had a feeling earlier. I told you about my feeling. I did have a. Dr- I didn't tell you I had a dream. Anyway. Uh Troy D. dream. I, I think this is partly because I'm am playing. I'm supposed to sit with Morgan at the game, and uh, it was the end of the game, and Holton came over jump up again to give Morgan one of those hugs after the big victory. Oh, and I God. went in over the back and I came and patted Morgan like kind of like a three way hug.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't have told anybody about oh. that dream. What if that happens? <laughs> what if it does? That would that'd be weird. weird. Then that, that dream be... becomes a premonition. That would be strange. That would be weird. Because then we're gonna have to start analyzing all your dreams.
5: Right. Well so I wanted to say it's so because if I tell you that Monday when I'm back you're like, oh yeah, whatever. That's No, I ideas. believe you dream I about had... whole nailers. So I would believe no, that. It was more about Morgan. <laughs> All right. So I had to get it out there on the record, man. I hate. So if it. they get a if they get a hug, I, I feel like obligated. I need to go in for like the half bro hug on top. You know? All right.
3: Good luck with that. I hate. Yeah. We're out of time. I'd like to talk about this more, but we don't. These have time. are
5: the dreams I have. clips <laughs> Hey, look. Do I need to see somebody? <laughs> Probably so.
3: <laughs> you need a pirate therapist.
5: Yeah, I know. Coach Smith. Great to see you. Great to see you, Coach. Sure. Thanks for being Enjoy. here. Let's do it again. Maybe next week. Next Friday? You yeah, in? we're in. It's yeah. day. And let's get a cold Bud Light fall package seltzer on ice for this man. And we're going to drink. Don't drink any of these fall flavors clip until next week. I want to do one live on the air. We'll each pick, pick a flavor. I'm calling pumpkin or apple crisp.
3: Bud Light seltzer fall flannel pack. Uh, that is what's on the line today. We'll check some out next week here on the show. But hour three will be giving away... A 12-pack Troy. Have fun at the bounce house. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll see Coach Smith next week, and we'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Hey, Pirate fans, are you craving a cow? Calzone, the Community Calzone is for you. Open seven days a week, plus open late on weekends until 4 a.m., and they deliver. For calzones, wings, salads, and more, make it Community Calzone on Greenville Boulevard. Now open for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
3: All right, thank you, Shirley Rhodes. You know it would be awesome? What's that? If, like, on a Saturday, I could watch football, talk about football... And eat a calzone from Community Calzone, but that'll probably never happen in my life.
1: Why? That's actually happening tomorrow.
3: That is happening tomorrow, and I'm very excited about it. Community Calzone providing our pregame tailgate meal here for the Bud Light pregame tailgate will be with you two o'clock on Saturday, getting you ready for Pirates and Knights and uh right now we're going to talk some nfl with tony dunn from countycatchronicles.com and chan man is here on a friday usually calling whiteville football had some schedule changes so good to have chandler here to talk about his panthers and all the other action uh here on a friday show tony joins us via the fixed nc live line tony how you doing today man
7: uh, not too bad. Uh, stressful day, actually, for myself. And then I'm pretty sure that when you tell me what the results of my picks were last week, that uh, anxiety is only going to go up.
3: Well, it uh, wasn't great for you, Tony. You were 9-6. and six. Uh, Myself and Glenn were 11-4. and four. And uh, shout-out to me for the Giants pick uh, in New Orleans last week. <clears throat> I was proud of that one, Tony.
7: I know. I
3: know. Okay. Nobody else wants to.
7: Fantasy football league where I almost again could have won going into Monday night football. Tony,
3: you losing that game was tragic. Uh you were down that nobody cares about this, but you're down fifteen points or, or something like that, and you got rugs and Williams and you somehow lose to me. That was disgusting.
7: Yeah, was Ten points. Was Ten, was 10 points. points.
3: Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Okay. But uh I'll take the W anyway. way I can get it.
7: Well, no. I have not been able to find a way to win. Uh, So, all right, I got to turn the ship around today with picks and everything.
3: You know what you need? You need an aggressive GM that's going to go out and get things done, Tony. Kind of like the one the Panthers have right now. Uh, The Panthers are very aggressive when it comes to adding pieces. And, and Tony, as a fan, when you see them go out and, and make a trade at corner, uh, a couple weeks ago, and then bring in the big fish, Stephon Gilmore, this week. I mean that that's that's great for fan service, right? I mean, Fitterer and the Panthers' approval rating has got to go up amongst fans when you see how hard they're working to to make this team good.
7: I'm I'm st- still settling setting in, to be honest. You know, it's like what it's like I've been shell shocked by aggressive, good, logical moves in some way and and not uh mortgaging the future right with picks or money uh to do so it's kind of hard to uh, imagine that um front offices can work so uh, productively
3: yeah and this one too let's say gilmore never plays a down for the panthers like it's still like you didn't lose much right like this seems like a very low risk high reward move the panthers made
7: we just have to pay part of his salary this year. That's it. And um, on top of that, the Panthers traded away a 6 round pick uh, to New England. If Gilmore does not re-sign with the Panthers this year, he's considered a free agent-like loss. Which then means that we're going to arguably get, since he's such a high-ranked and high-paid, high-ranked and highly-paid player, that uh, we're going to get a compensation pick. <laughs> Of a fifth, they're estimating that we get a fifth round compensation pick. So we actually moved up in the draft by <laughs> <Wow. laughs> trading for
3: him. Or that fifth round pick just becomes Stefan Gilmore. I mean, either way, you're a winner in this thing. Yeah. If you resign him, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so that move, Chandler. How uh, now? How necessary was this move and the moves you've made the last couple weeks, or how much of a luxury is it? Like how big of a need is what they've done at I corner mean, it,
6: It's a need, but it's also a luxury. I mean, can the answer be both? Because, you know, J.C. Horn goes down, and last week we go and get C.J. Henderson. And when, when the news broke that uh, Gilmore was released by the Patriots, I remember looking at that post by whoever it was and saying, well, I said, well, we got C.J. Henderson last week. I said, but it would still be awesome to get him. And I had no expectation to go and get him and next thing I know we had signed uh, Stephon Gilmore. I think it's both. I think it's a, necess- uh, a necessity and also a luxury to get uh, Stephon Gilmore who at 31 years old is battling a lot of injury history right now and uh, and also is up there in age for 31 years old but uh, I saw in Scott Fitterer's press conference a lot of people were kind of worried about All right, what does this have to do with Dante Jackson. What is the status of Dante Jackson on this football team now with the signing of Gilmore? And Fitter said that if Gilmore plays to the expectation that we expect him to play, you know, we will, you know, fish out and see what we can do to sign him for, you know, the future. But he said that there is room for Dante, uh, for Henderson, Gilmore, and um, J.C. Horn in the future. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So I think it's both. I think it's uh, it's definitely a necessity, and to have a veteran presence, I think is a necessity for this football team because this is a young football team, especially on that defensive side of the ball. So to have someone with the talent of Stephon Gilmore and the veteranship that he has is very important.
3: Tony Dunn joining us, Chandler Huddycut in studio. Tony uh, Gilmore can't play until Weeks, when? Week seven. Week at the seven. What is that? Is that because he's on some injury
7: list? pup list.
3: Okay. All right. There you go. Chandler's got all the answers.
7: Uh, So he's been suffering a groin injury, and I tell you, he has had a long list, long uh, history of injuries in the league. Uh, But going back to like, I think he had like a concussion three consecutive years in a row back in like 2013 or something to that effect uh, to 2015 or. I don't know how long he's been on the league. at 31. So he's been in, around for probably close to 10 years.
3: 2012, I believe. Well, it was 2011 when he was getting dunked on by Lance Lewis yeah. at Bank of America Stadium. I remember that. Uh, his team ended up winning that game, but Lance Lewis had a great game one-on-one against Stephon Gilmore all those years ago. All right, let's talk Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the word doubtful was used today. By Matt Rule, doubtful for the game, so still a chance to play. But what do you guys think that means? Tony, we'll uh, we'll start with you. Do you think McCaffrey gives it a go?
7: You know, they. Uh, I mean, th- the fact that they've had him out of practice for two days consecutive is is, um, is heartening that uh, things are heading in the right direction. I think they're going to be cautious with it, though. Um, and I I believe that they're going to wait and play him against the Vikings. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, you're going to need him in that game. I think. You, there, there's a, there are ways to find uh, ways that we can win against the Eagles today without Chris McCaffrey or on Sunday. Um, I think you need to protect that hamstring, get him back 100%. Uh,
3: on that note, Chandler, what did you think of Hubbard and I guess even Royce Freeman? How did the backs look I really, against I, Dallas? I
7: like
6: Royce Freeman. I mean, he's a veteran in this league uh, coming from the Broncos, I think is where he had you know some of his best – you know years of his career i well, believe. He had the
3: best years of his career in college and never really did much at all and then philip Lindsay kind of beat him out right so he's kind of still fighting for his nfl life i think right now right and
6: it reminds me a lot of mike davis last yeah. year mike davis was f- fighting for his life in the national football league and i think royce freeman is coming here with a purpose knowing that hey this is could be my last hurrah and he's coming and playing with a vengeance and then the young chuba hubbard is really impressing me um, he, he's a small back, but he's also very shifty, and he's picking up a lot of yardage. Uh, and I like how much he's picking up, especially on first down. He's picking up at least four or five yards on first down, which I'm really liking from the young running back, the the backup to Christian McCaffrey. But he's taking that lead role, and I'm really impressed with what I saw against the Cowboys. But when it comes to Christian McCaffrey and uh, this news coming out that he will be doubtful, I really – uh, it was great to see him back at practice uh, the past two days, but when I saw it, it was in li- in a limited capacity. I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be uh, a slim chance that he would play on Sunday against the Eagles. But I think this is just trying to get him back, back in the jersey, back in, in, in the pants and the pads, uh, and try to get him back in the groove of a practice. But I think they're just going to slowly get him back and ready to go. So, Uh, I really kind of expected not to see Christian McCaffrey this week,
3: Tony. Real quick on last week, uh, Hubbard 13 for 57 on the ground. Freeman three carries, 12 yards. Hubbard had two catches in the game. What did you think of the usage for the running backs with McCaffrey out? Do you want to see more? Do you think they did a good job? What do you think?
7: I think, uh, no, I think uh, Chuba that they are uh, they're they're kind of in full support of him. You know, he's had some struggles catching the ball occasionally. Um, You know, he's looked nervous a little at times and. And they've kind of tripled and doubled down. They made him the starter. Uh, and so they've put a big bit of confidence behind him. I think when it looks at when you look at those carries, it's kind of, you know, on one hand you're trying to think, man, they really uh, aren't giving the ball to Freeman all that much. But then, on the other hand, we were behind so much after the third quarter that it became like a passing game. And so, you know, there's a reason that, you know, we only carried the ball uh, basically 16 times between the two. Um, So I'm not really – like, actually, I don't really have an opinion on it at this point other than just, like, let's get Christian McCaffrey back. Uh, It's nice to see that they didn't uh, give up on Chuba Hubbard after, like, one bad play. And sometimes in the past, I feel like with our coaching staff, that would have put a player in the doghouse, and they would have just said, well, he's got to develop, he's got to learn more. It's too much of a liability to put out there. But the Carolina Panthers seem to be interested in bringing Chuba along faster Uh, in
3: sooner if not later then later Tony Panthers coming off that loss to Dallas I've got since I had the Rams at the beginning of the year I'm going to keep them in my top spot in the NFC Um, despite Dallas losing to Tampa earlier this season I think I got the Cowboys 2 Tampa 3 I'll put the Cardinals somewhere in there they're going to lose a game here or two soon but uh, I, I still like Rams. I got the Cowboys ahead of the Bucks. Like, where do you think the Cowboys are, as far as NFC teams go? Do you have them that? High?
7: Yeah, I, th- I think you have to. Um, is that right now? I'm kind of starstruck by Arizona a little bit. And yeah, it's that time of year where offense is just is, is so sexy in the beginning of the year. But you know, can they keep up that pace? Uh, is the real question. I think that, that you're right. Is that it's, at some point you're going to be fatigued in that style of play. Dallas, uh, the, the thing about Dallas is their offense is complete. Yeah. Right? I mean, is that they can beat you with whatever, whatever it takes, uh, whatever they need to do in that game to win. If it's a, if it's a shootout, Dak can, can do that, and they've got the receivers to do it. If they need to grind it out uh, on the ground, they've got two good backs and a good offensive line, or one that just seems to be still good. Uh, We're still waiting for it to have that fall off, and it just hasn't had it. Um, So I think their offense is. You know, I'm not completely sold on their defense uh, and and that their defensive front. You know, I mean, they got fresher against us, and I don't know if that was because our offensive line is just so horrific, or or they're a little bit better uh, than than I thought they were. So I think, yeah, I think you got to put them up there at this point. I mean, they really punched us in the face. It was hard for us. You know, we were just dazed and confused throughout the third quarter. I don't think that there are leaps and bounds ahead of – or maybe I'm just trying to think of this from Carolina's perspective. I don't think this really indicates that Carolina is so far behind a team like that. I think we just got, you know, like I said, punched in the face and we're dazed uh, in that third quarter. And third quarters continue to be a problem for Carolina – in uh, Dallas, man, I mean, they're just humming along, aren't they? On everywhere, and Dan Quinn got to give him credit though—is that he's really improved that defense over a year?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna really hate Dan Quinn by the end of this thing. They show him all the time with his backwards hat up in the booth, and it just—it's starting to annoy me already.
7: So he's so comfortable looking too. He's not like yeah. Like he's just like holding this like little like a little flyer look at it it looks like he has no pressure on him. <laughs> and to be honest, he kind of doesn't, right? Is that he's used to be a Mike McCarthy down there and having all the struggles that the Falcons are having and now he you know, he might just be a good Denny defensive coordinator.
3: And he's a better head coach than his head coach. So there is no pressure because <laughs> if McCarthy gets fired, he can it, just slide right in. Right, and
7: he's probably
6: just glad to be away from Atlanta.
3: Definitely. Uh boy, that was uh I don't know why I was so nervous in the second half last week as a Washington fan. Atlanta does what Atlanta does. They just choke. Just leave it, up, leave it up to them. Incredible. Uh we will uh come back and make some picks. I want to get Tony and Chandler's thoughts on the Eagles. They're an odd bunch. Their leading rusher by quite a big margin is their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. They struggle to run the ball. Well, the the receivers don't scare you that much. I don't know. Uh, We'll get your thoughts on the Eagles. Well,
6: we, uh, us Panthers, we have a Russian quarterback ourselves
3: Uh, that has four more rushing touchdowns than Jalen Hurts this year.
7: I thought he was from California. I didn't know he was from Russia.
3: (laughs) Chandler looks so confused at that. (laughs) You're a Russian quarterback. (laughs) Uh (laughs) he got it he finally got it Tony Uh, we'll be back with you after this
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. When your AC needs repair, or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or give them a call at 252-321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock.
3: All righty. Love a football Friday. Love a free beer Friday. Love a nice Paul Friday. Here on Pirate Radio Live, Tony Dunn is on the Fixed NC Live line chandler honeycutt uh making picks as well on this friday and uh tony the philadelphia eagles coming to town philadelphia i don't i don't know what they are i don't i don't, I don't know if jalen hurts is the guy uh, to be honest long term I'm, I'm i'm with you I don't... yeah uh right now jalen hurts leads the team in rushing with 226 yards the eagles have three rushing touchdowns as a team Sam Darnold has five, Five. the quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, Devontae Smith, the rookie from Bama, is their leading receiver. Dallas Goddard is is certainly a weapon. And Zach Ertz uh, has caught 13 balls along with Goddard. But I don't know. Just looking at them, Tony, their offense doesn't scare you, right? I
7: don't know. if I I mean, it certainly doesn't, like, scare you. But at the same time, I don't think that that means that they're – that they're not that good either. Um, you know, they're just okay, and they got two tight ends that can be uh, deadly in the passing attack. The Devontae, was it Smith?
2: Uh, yeah.
7: He's, I mean, he's just, uh, the, from what I've heard from people that are Eagle fans, that they're all, they just love this kid. They just say feed him as he's much fast. as you can. Yeah, and, like, and they say he can basically do everything, even though he's, you know, undersized, is that once he gets the ball in his hand, he's Uh, Really dangerous. And, you know, uh, Hertz is one of those guys that, you know, every time we underestimate him, he goes out there and has a big year or something to that effect, right? I mean, he did that in college. Um, He has,
3: like, been doubted several times and has come back strong. So, yeah, that's a good point.
7: um, But, you know, I think it's just overall as a team right now is that. Um, you know, you're not real people aren't really in love with the Siriani, their head coach, this new guy with all of his uh perfect processes <laughs> and um you know, the de- the the defense has some questions. I right? I mean it's just not uh shut down. Like I mean, if they have Fletcher Cox name. Derek Barnett continues to be unproven as a you know, I mean he's like in his fourth year in the league and he's still uh just inconsistent, not really a good disciplined player. Uh, so, I mean, they've had some, it's just like they're all around, they're not great, but they're also not awful. And, I mean, they kind of hung in there with the Kansas City Chiefs last week. I don't know if if that's because the Chiefs' defense is so bad, or if uh, the Eagles are just one of those teams that, that, yeah, they might not win a lot of games, but, um, you know, they're not as bad to the level of, like, Atlanta or Jacksonville bad
3: all right well let's get to the picks uh overall I'm 41 and 18 Chandler slash Glenn is 40 and 19 Tony 37 and 22 so already some making up to do Tony uh we will start with Eagles Panthers is your pick
7: uh, I got the panthers in a bounce back week yep. right now I mean I might just have to pick the Panthers every week. For the whole season. I haven't picked
3: against them yet. Yeah, you went with them last week. Might as well go with them uh against the Eagles. I uh also will go with the Panthers at home. Chandler.
6: Uh I'm gonna have Panthers on a bounce back too. I something we saw we, well, we didn't see last week was pressure from this front line for the Panthers, and that was kind of disheartening. But that offensive line for the uh for the Cowboys is pretty stout, but Lane Johnson is going to be out for the Eagles. So uh, I'm going to need Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick to put some pressure on Jalen Hurts, and uh, I think that's going to happen, and I think the Panthers will get the win.
3: All right, Jets versus Falcons. This is our first London game of 2021. Do you guys have plans to uh, to get up Sunday morning, get a cup of coffee, and, and watch this game? Because I well, don't.
7: We need, uh, yeah, well, you need to. I'll be here. To how can you miss this game? Yeah. Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there's not been a bigger billing all season. Maybe you know this is uh, like up there with uh, Brady going back to New England last
3: week. Chandler, who you got? Uh,
6: I, I'm going Jets, man. I, I think uh, Zach Wilson gets his second win, and for the first time on the road, and not only on the road, but across the pond. Uh, and I think the Jets will go two and three. So, and maybe the Falcons get a lead, but who cares? They're choke uh choke artists. So
3: you're going with the Jets? Yeah. Okay. Jets coming off a win. Falcons. You, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna take the Falcons in this game.
7: All right. I am too. God, I don't know why.
3: Yeah. I mean I don't like it either way, but uh enjoy it, London. This one's for you. The Falcons <laughs> and the Jets. I like this uh this matchup, Tony. Packers at Bengals. It's a fun game. I'm gonna take And the Bengals are they're they're a feisty team, aren't they? Yeah. I'm gonna take the Packers on the road though. Mm. Kalen. Uh,
6: let's see. I, I'm gonna go Packers.
7: Tony. Same here. You know what's really crazy about these games so far is the Panthers are only favored uh at home by three. Yeah. Against, uh Philly. Um, it's a a two-and-a-half-point spread for uh, the London game. And this one, is Green Bay's favorite by three here on the road. Uh, So, like, I mean, the money in Vegas is saying that we're going to have some good games this weekend.
3: This one, uh, a little higher of a spread, the Vikings, the Lions, if I had to, or the Vikings at home against the Lions. So, I'm riding the Kirk Cousins roller coaster in fantasy this week. I'm going to start him because he was really good two weeks ago, bad last week. I say he has a better performance this week, but I could see this being like a, a close game. But I will take the Vikings at home in this matchup against the Lions.
7: I'm going to do the same, uh, but I would say I wouldn't want to put money on that in terms a lot by that, by that Vikings team.
3: Chandler.
6: Well, I forgot to take Chris Carson out of my lineup last night, and that cost me zero points. But I hope my other running back, dalvin cook has a big game and i think he will give me the vikings
3: is he definitely playing i hope so okay
7: bro <laughs> uh, i could see panic just go across oh yeah <laughs> i'm panicking now i am
3: so. owen
6: 4 tony i really i'm getting to the point i do not care
3: <laughs> oh no that it's too early for you to not there's care no wager about in your fantasy this team. oh okay maybe
6: i would care a little more
3: yeah but. um Chad says, uh, aren't you guys ready for a literal full day of football? Nine thirty AM until midnight. I mean, that is cool. That's cool. I'll sign up for that.
6: That's right. cool. That's cute. <laughs> no, nah, but that All
3: right, Tony, you're talking about close spreads. I believe this is a pick'em. Broncos at Steelers.
7: Who's the quarterback?
3: For what team? Great yeah, great question. Can we just have an all-time quarterback? It's Drew Locke versus Dwayne Haskins. Oh god. Um so Teddy, I think from what I'm reading is uh he's still in protocol but you know if he's out of that he can play. I am thinking he might play. How bad are the Steelers? He on the road. The Steelers are really bad. It's like Ben Roethlisberger two-yard passes to Najee Harris. That's their offense right now. Um I'm going to take the. If Teddy plays, can we do a if? If Teddy plays, I'll take the Broncos. Even if Drew Locke plays.
7: Yeah. I know. I'm taking the bron- Broncos regardless.
3: Give me the Broncos. So we're all out on the Steelers at this point. Yeah. All right. Dolphins uh, are bad. What happened? Oh, I know. What a letdown. Uh, They're the Bucks. I'll take Tampa. Uh, yeah. I mean who's gonna take Tampa Miami. Saints at Washington. So I called the Saints demise last week. They're in a great bounce back spot. Um everybody on the ESPN quote unquote experts prediction page has the Saints winning this game. Mm. And I love that. I, I that makes me feel good. I don't think the Saints are good. I I know the Washington's defense isn't good. And I know that Taylor Heineke is probably the funnest quarterback in the league, but definitely not the best. Um, I'm very torn here. I want to take my team. Washington has a lot of injuries, including Brandon Sheriff out at guard. That's not good. Uh, Antonio Gibson is banged up. I probably should take the Saints here, but I'm going to – it was fun riding with my team last week, picking them to win – believing they could win dog cussing them in the first half and then coming out with a win late so i'll just ride with my guys again but don't feel great about it
6: uh well we saw the true Jameis winston in week two at carolina and that was uh because of all all the pressure that he had on him from hassan Reddick and that front seven from the Panthers. I think this is this could be the game where Washington wakes up defensively, especially that front four. Uh, can Chase Young get to Jameis Winston? I think yes. Give me Washington.
3: Okay. Tony.
7: Um, I don't know. I want to pick Washington here, but I also want to try to make up some ground. Uh, give me the Saints here on the road.
3: Yeah, not a bad pick. Did yeah. you see uh, – Heineke has made so many miracle plays in such a short amount of time. Did you see the plays at the end of the game last week, Tony?
7: I saw the one that uh, should have been intercepted like nine times. <laughs> the one in the end zone where he all was laying on the ground afterwards. Was yeah. up. I mean, it was awesome. And McMore made a fantastic play. But how does a ball that's underthrown so much at, yeah. where, across the field, basically,
3: how does that not get picked? He threw a uh, 30-yard Hail Mary, basically one on two, and McLaurin just made a play on the ball. Nobody else is looking for it. So, I
7: never really
3: even paid attention. Yeah, weird play. That's awful. Titans and Jaguars. All right, I got two things uh, here for this game. First of all, I saw that Julio Jones out, A.J. Brown possibly in. So keep an eye on that as we get closer to kickoff. Titans lost without those two guys to the Jets last week. And then you got the Jaguars, who, yeah, their coach. You got any thoughts on Urban Meyer that hasn't been brought up yet, Tony?
7: Uh, like, no, not at uh, You know, I don't even really care. I mean, I'm uh, I'm rooting for the Jaguars now. Like, I'm picking the Jags right now in this game.
3: All right, I've seen, like, sports movies. This happens a lot, so it's probably happened in real life, where the players, like, hate their coach or think their coach is so much of a joke, and they all kind of, like, rally together, like, despite of him, in spite of him, and play well. And uh, this could be that situation. Um, but, man, the Titans, like, they need to go ahead and, and do something here in 2021. I know it's early, but... Are they really this bad? Um, they need to win in this division because, you know, the Colts won last week. They might win again this week. They got to do something. I'm going to take the Titans to nut up and win this game. Chandler.
7: They should. I mean, yeah. Eric Henry alone should win this game. True. Yeah, I'm taking the but Titans. I'm still picking the Jaguars here. Is that like if there's one person that could come out of here and, uh, and survive this kind of beating – it is Urban Meyer. Man. He's
3: writing another book as we speak about all this.
7: And yeah, Derrick, Derrick
6: Henry has just killed the Jaguars uh, in his career, too. He's had some career games against them.
7: Trevor uh, Lawrence. It's the Trevor Lawrence game, man. Trevor Lawrence is going to like resurrect the Jaguars this
3: week on the night. Uh, Alright, you heard it here first. The Trevor Lawrence game. Texans at Patriots. I'll tell you what, it is not going to be the Davis Mills game. Give me the Patriots.
7: Pats. Uh, t- Yeah, yeah. You want to cover some
6: ground here, Tony?
7: (laughs) Take the Texans? No, I don't. (laughs) Let me
3: pull up Davis Mills' stats from last week. Just to give all of you out there hope that you one day could be an NFL quarterback. (laughs) Davis Mills. uh, Let's see. Texans. Who'd they play? Oh, yeah, the Bills, right? Uh, They lost 40 to nothing. Davis Mills on the day. 11 of 21, 87 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions. Big yikes! Big
7: yikes! <laughs> not a great outing.
3: All right, uh, Justin Fields got a win as a starter last week. He goes on the road to take on the Raiders, who lost on Monday Night Football. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> this feels like the Raiders could like come back down to earth quickly and lose another one right out of the gate. Short week. I'm gonna say they win, but. They're on major upset alert. I don't even know how big of an upset it would be. Give me the Raiders at home.
7: This is basically. I'm with you. I support that, and I think you're absolutely right. It's like the the Raiders every week are living on that precipice. It feels like. Interested to see
3: what their games are like at home with these like big national fan bases. Uh, Maybe the Bears is a bad example, but how many Chicagoans are going out to Vegas? Like they already planned this trip like four years in advance. Oh, so, yeah. I'm wondering what the crowd will be like. Uh, so, Tony, who are you taking?
7: Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. All right. Chandler.
3: I tell you what. This
6: is basically back-to-back home games for the Raiders because their yeah. fans showed up in droves uh, Monday night, or was it? Yeah, Monday night. Monday night. So, I'm actually going to go against the grain here. I'm going to actually go with the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, baby.
3: All right. There you go. Browns at Chargers. Love this game. This is like a playoff preview type game. Baker Herbert, the Chargers have the better quarterback. I will take the Chargers in this game. Ah, uh, what is that crowd gonna be like? Do the the Clevelanders get out there to LA to make some noise? I don't know. Awesome.
7: Yeah. Would that be like if the Browns took over your stadium? I don't know.
3: It's like AJ's on a Sunday. Just Browns fans <laughs> screaming at first downs. Uh I'll take the Chargers at home. Same here. Go Chargers. Okay giants at cowboys give me dallas
7: dallas not trying to make up ground here dallas the giants are so bad how did they even beat this what was the most because they're not last week for the nfc south was it atlanta losing to washington
3: i saw you ask that i think that's uh it's got to be the the saints losing at home to the giants
7: I don't know. I felt like the way that the Washington football team beat Atlanta was pretty in yeah. comparison. Like,
3: yeah, and that that was a classic um, graphics game where they showed the win probability. I think Atlanta was up to eighty-eight, ninety-five percent at one yeah. point to win that game. Yeah, uh, forty-nineers and Cardinals. Trey Lance will make his first career start. It was announced uh, just a few minutes ago that Jimmy G is out. So. I'm thinking the Cardinals, but I think this could be a cool game. I know. Right. I kind of want to take the Niners. If Jimmy G was healthy and they had both Jimmy G and Lance, I might. I don't. I don't know. I don't like the rookie making his first start. But the Cardinals are going to get got. It could happen this week. I'm going to say they stay alive. They they stay undefeated. I'll take the Cardinals. Chandler. Uh, let's see. Trey Lance first career
6: start. Trey Lance first career win.
3: Oh, I like that! All right, Niners, Bills at Chiefs, game of the year so far. We've already had Rams, Bucks, this Sunday night, Brady, Pats, yeah.
7: But uh, Josh Gordon coming back to the NFL—that's <laughs> right. I forgot
3: wow. about that. Josh Allen versus Josh Gordon. Who you got, Tony?
7: I'm taking the Bills on the road here. Mm. Bills are back. I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs.
3: They're just bored. Like they just they just sleepwalk through these regular season games. They're yeah.
6: bored, but they're not going to just keep losing games.
3: Well they won last week. They beat right. the Eagles.
6: And they're two and three?
3: Well there's only been no, the four No, two games. and two? Yeah.
6: They're gonna go over five hundred, give me the Chiefs. Mm.
3: All right. I'm the uh
6: Lone Survivor.
3: The decider here. Bills at Chiefs. <sighs> um bills at chiefs give me uh, the chiefs will get up for this one give me the chiefs the bills though have outscored so they gave up like 21 to washington and that was uh the meat of a shutout and shutout sandwich so since week one the bills have been the best team in football uh but i'm gonna take kansas city at home colts and ravens monday night football uh, hey, good for the Colts to get in the win column last week. I will take Baltimore at home, though, on Monday night. Tony?
7: Yeah, I I, I like uh, Baltimore. I mean, look at, I mean, a little slow start. Um, but, I, I mean, that's what me the team, too many Ravens here. They're favored by seven, too.
3: Yeah. Hmm. A little rich for my blood, Chandler. Uh, let's uh-huh. sweep it The end it. All right, we're all on the Ravens. Tony, you got the post-game show coming up after... Carolina and Philadelphia on Sunday. You can check out the C three podcast on Tuesdays. And uh, anything else before we let you go?
7: Oh man, there's a. We've been putting out a bunch of daily type content. So just check out the C three Panthers podcast on iTunes.
3: Tuesday. You put out the. Um, you guys put out the Madden simulation before every week too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was watching that this morning. How'd it go for the Panthers?
7: I haven't finished this one. Is but again, it's like everybody gets mad at the AI for. You know.
3: <laughs> You don't control it, yeah.
7: Like, I uh, it just because they'll, like, run the ball. or Like, last <laughs> week, uh, I went for it on fourth down instead of just kicking a game-winning field goal. <laughs> like, why did you do that? <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, people yell and scream about fa- uh, fake football games. It's actually fun, man. They do great commentary. We got some other things. We got some debate shows that we got up, and also the beat check where we interview uh, – a the writer from Carolina and one from the opposing team. Good stuff. Hey, Tony. That out. YouTube everywhere. Tony,
6: content is king. Keep it up, bud. Yeah.
7: Thank nah. you very much. See you, Tony. I'll get out of that damn house. Alright, I'll take You guys take it easy. We'll I'll see s- you next
3: week. Yeah, we'll I'll see you bud. in person see next week. You. Tony Dunn, com. The picks are in for week five of the NFL season. Let's take a timeout, come back as we go to break. A Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. Is it one to your liking? That's a terrible call, Blue. Uh, Braves and Brewers scoreless in the first. Corbin Burns walked uh, Solaire to lead off the game. Freddie Freeman up right now with no outs. One man on in the first. No score. Goodwin in Houston. White Sox and Astros tied at four in the bottom of the sixth. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Brought to you by Dub Dubbuck. We will take a timeout. Come back. And have more for your wrap-up hour number two on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Grifols Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Grifols Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Hey, Jersey Mike's is open 7 days a week for lunch and dinner order in store or online through the jersey mics app and uh as we head into prl are you okay clip because all i just heard was just a a bunch of yelling something must have happened with the braves what just happened thank thank goodness the mics weren't on
3: uh braves had first and third nobody out aussie albies grounds into a three two double play runner out oh rally killer Unbelievable. A,
1: I just heard... Rah! Man.
3: Are you... This is back to me? Yes,
1: is back to you. Okay, great. We
6: can take over for the rest of
3: the By the day. way, all these freaking Braves games are on while I'm on the air. Tomorrow it'll be Bud Light pregame Tailgate, Monday during Pirate Radio Live, Tuesday during Pirate Radio Live. Schedule makers oh. did me no favors at all. And now Burns, who had walked solaire and walked freeman and had thrown like 18 pitches through two batters is about to get out of this first inning unscathed and that was an
1: awful it. swing too that was a terrible pitch i think i swing got at. my swagger back Yeah,
3: this changed very quickly anyway no score between the braves and the brewers as uh they play and now well, okay, sorry. This is going to be really tough.
2: <laughs> Freddie <laughs>
3: Freeman gets j- the third yep. on a ball in the dirt. So, runner on third, two outs for Atlanta. Oh, boy. Uh, the other game going on, tied at four between the White Sox and the Astros. In the seventh inning, there's a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. Thank you to Dubuck.
6: Dubuck.
3: All right, Shirley, let's wrap up our number two. With some Mike Houston comments, there are two that we have not played uh, so far this week. And the first is Mike Houston cut 12. This is from the Thursday folder, Shirley. Uh, where he talks about Surad Ware missing the first half. This is uh, East Carolina has already had two games now where key defensive linemen have missed the first half. It was Rick DeBrew in week one. It was Ware last week. He talked about that and the, the D-line, you know, gelling together.
8: Well, I mean, you had a you had a defensive lineman that wasn't tired. I mean, it's, but it's you know he's still a young player, and uh, you know I I thought it, at times he was okay, and at times you know he didn't handle you know not playing in the first half very well. So um, you know I, I like that young group of kids. They're going to continue to get better. We've talked about that a lot, uh, and I think that they have gotten better this year. Uh, they'll continue to get better because you know you're not you know when you look up and we're standing up here in a couple of years, and I'm talking about juniors and seniors on the fronts, you know. It, 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 stuff like that will be more impactful, I think. I think right now it's still, they're still learning how to handle those situations.
3: All right, Mike Houston there also uh, talked about, uh, you know, are is he to a point where he expects a, a good result and a good performance week after week after week with this pirate team? Is the consistency there? Mike Houston spoke on that.
8: Well, it's, you never want a freshman kicker. I mean, that's –
3: Ah, but I, he's done really we just well, figured huh? out our problem, Shirley. So, was that 13? Yeah. All right, hit 14 now, and now I know what 13 is.
8: I don't know. I'll let you know Saturday night, Sunday morning. You know, it's I, this is a challenge this week. You know, played well against Marshall. Did not play well against Charleston Southern, but found a way to get the win. Played really well against Tulane. You know, how are we going to handle it? Uh, you're, You're still, I mean, it's like my comment we won three games in a row you know we're not sitting here you know my last place we won 26 straight you know that that bunch you knew what was going to happen every week and uh you know we're not at that point yet but we're getting there i mean we're 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 progressing um and so uh you know i think there's obviously a whole lot more confidence than what we had early in the season so but uh, we we need to play well saturday night
3: all right and now our mystery cut mike houston was asked about ecu kicker owen daffer and uh, gave his thoughts on how he is progressing so far.
8: Well, it's, you, you never want a freshman kicker, I mean, that's, but I, he's done really well. I mean, I'm I'm pleased with his development. I'm pleased with how he's handled everything. And, and one thing about it is the, he's the kind of kid I don't have to really worry about what I say to him. I don't have to really worry about what I say to you guys. You know, with some with some guys I've had before, you just had to be so careful about what you let out or let them hear or whatever, because they would just completely just, you know, couldn't handle it. Yeah, he does handle things very, very well, um, and I think that's that's going to be a, probably a, a really strong trait of his in his career moving forward because he can just he can handle adversity, he can handle good, he can handle bad, you know, he can handle some criticism, um, and I think that's that's a great quality to having a kicker. But I, I think he's doing fine. I think he's going to continue to improve. Uh, you know, he's he's improved a good bit since uh, game one, and uh, you know he. We we ripped one kick at the end of practice today. He nailed it, you know, and uh, so uh, you know he's he's improving. So, how do you keep him off the skateboard? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We've 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 talked about it. He going to take it away from him.
2: <laughs>
8: I thought the nine year old was going to steal it Sunday night, so I should pro- I should just probably let him
3: so Owen Daffer is like the Bart Simpson of the team and Mike Houston playing the role of Homer Simpson trying to uh, take the skateboard away from the Pirates kicker Owen Daffer who um, looked good at times missed a couple here and there and we'll see if that consistency is something that uh, gets better for him as the year goes along all right let's uh, take a timeout. we are two hours in to Pirate Radio Live when we return hour three where we will talk to Morgan Ayler's voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium also, Mark Greenheld Greeny from the Golf Shop Radio Show and we'll make you a winner. It is Free Beer Friday, folks. And we got a great prize pack for you today that includes a 12-pack of Bud Light seltzer flannel also a Bud Light shirt koozies, large two-topping pizza from Domino's. It can all be yours on today's edition of PRL. We're back with more after this
0: bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome
1: back tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches appetizers cold beer and more follow tiebreakers on facebook and instagram for daily updates now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock
3: party back with you here on pirate radio live hour number three coming up later on we'll make you a winner our free beer friday giveaway coming up at the end of next segment charlie Charlie morton two strikeouts in the uh first inning and he whiffs christian Yelich. actually three k's in the first inning and uh the braves and brewers go to the top of the second scoreless in milwaukee it is four to four as they head to the bottom of the seventh in Houston as the White Sox and Astros are tied. Good one there on MLB Network. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Brought to you by Dub. I don't know where Chandler is. Let's head out. Dubuck. Way to fill in, Shirley Rhodes. That was clutch right there. Let's head out to the fixed NC live line and talk to the voice of Doughty Ficklin Stadium and Minji's Coliseum he's the host of the high school huddle he is dj captain morgan he is morgan aylers morgan how you doing today man
9: good afternoon clint brock hey this is not a test this is a great sports weekend and i'm blessed to be on the radio with you
3: man sounding loud and proud morgan are you headed to or in orlando where are you at right now
9: i uh am in greenville right now heading to the radio station to do the high school huddle <laughs> can nod nod and then uh, <laughs> good call yeah, thank you. Uh, no, actually going to be uh, heading to Raleigh tonight, flying out early in the morning and uh, going to the game tomorrow
3: evening. I've heard uh, some travel issues uh, with the the team right now. Uh, earlier today, I, I got a text that said one hour delay on team flight because of bad weather. And then an hour after that, it said Orlando Airport is currently closed. Another delay. So I guess they got some issues going on down there, Morgan. I haven't heard an update since the 3 o'clock hour on that.
9: I heard that as well. I had uh, a friend of mine, Tim Sutton from Greenville Auto World, called me and was telling me about it. And I uh, looked on the radar, and it looked like they had a, uh, like a line of storms really coming through there and pounding it. By the, uh, but at the same time, about four o'clock, it looked like hopefully it was clearing out, so maybe they can get the team fly down there. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow, when I get on there, it'll all be cleared out because I don't like to fly in rough weather.
3: Weather looking pretty good for Orlando on Saturday as far as the game goes at 6 o'clock at the Bounce House. And, Morgan, two teams going in different directions right now. Pirates have won three in a row, put together their best performance as a team in 2021 in the big victory over Tulane. UCF, well, I guess you could call it their worst performance of the year when they lose to a struggling Navy team. So they've lost two straight. Pirates have won three straight. And uh, starting to get a feeling that East Carolina could go in there and maybe pull off an upset tomorrow.
9: You know, with Dylan Gabriel broke his collarbone in the Louisville game, uh, late in the ball game in that one, and that was the first loss. And then to go to Navy, actually have a two-touchdown lead in that game. But interestingly enough, if you look at the box score, Eric Ward was telling me this the other day, and I uh, looked at it. They had two touchdowns, one of 15 and I think one of 14 yards. So whether Navy turned the ball over or not, you know, so that's, uh 14 points on the board that UCF put on there early in the ball game that I mean you are going 30 yards which you take advantage of situations like that offensively they are you know that's a timing offense I don't know how much Gus Malzahn is running the same offense that Heifel had Scott Frost had uh down there before that and it's uh it's interesting a lot of folks are not happy at, from yeah. reading some articles or some transfers and um they're just not happy with the, the culture right down there right now. And how much of that is a leftover from Josh Heupel or how much of that is a, uh, the result of Gus Malzahn being hired. It's going to be interesting, but I, I like the chances of the pirates to go down there and, uh, deflate the bounce house. That's our motto tomorrow. Deflate the bounce house.
3: I like that. I'll roll with that. Morgan Aylers joining us. Morgan, uh, four pirate receivers at 50 or more yards last week. So Ho Naylor's was spreading it around and, we saw a bit of a breakout performance from a guy we've talked about, but had yet to see it and kind of put it all together, and that's Ryan Jones. And we've talked a lot about him this week, the kind of athlete, the kind of mismatch he can be on the field. I know that you've been, you've been kind of waiting on that, Morgan, because he's a guy that, that you've talked about since the offseason that you thought could be a difference maker, and we, we saw that in a big way on Saturday.
9: Yeah, he's such a mismatch because athletically he's one of those guys that can just flat out get it done. I mean, you know, he's 6'3", he's 250, but he runs like he's 210, 220, and that makes a big difference when you're when you're talking about uh, going against a, a 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", corner in some cases that can run and can jump, but, you know, that's a, that's a lot of size. and He's big and strong, and hopefully they can take advantage of that, not necessarily always at tight end as well, split them out, they did that a little bit last week, and I did the same thing with Calhoun. Those are tremendous mismatches if you can get them open.
3: Morgan Taylor's joining us. Morgan, 52 points by the offense last week. Uh, Tulane scores 29, but it felt like the first time in a while we have seen an ECU defense flying around, controlling the line of scrimmage, playing a, a complete game, and that was so much fun to see. Because that allows the crowd to get into it. You can get loud when the defense is on the field playing well. We had a ton of callers uh, on the fifth quarter talking about how well they played and how Tulane's going to be feeling that for a few days. Uh, those fun defensive performances like that, Morgan, really uh, ignite a fan base. We saw that last Saturday.
9: Yeah. It's, over the years, especially last few years, it seems like we're the ones on the, re- the receiving end of some of the yeah. minutes. Yeah. All right. I watched it uh, in preseason camp and some scrimmages. Had a chance to watch some of these guys uh, in the spring and some. And, and they just, I think they really enjoy hitting. And they and that came to fruition last week. You like that word, fruition? Fruition's a great know word. From, that, you know, I just don't know where it came from, but it just popped him. It was like fructuitive. Is that a word? Anyway, it came to fruition last week. And <laughs> they started hitting people and made some really good hits. And there were a couple passes at the receivers. I think dropped because they knew, especially in the third and fourth quarter, they had they had been hit early in the game and they were wide open and they heard footsteps coming and you could tell they sort of glanced away, the ball bounced off of a then you got drilled. So, you know, that's what that's what happens when you're a hard hitting football team and the physicality is what we need. We need physicality.
3: That we do. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, uh, let's get a little high school NFL talk in before we let you go on this Friday. Uh, high school huddle coming up next. What are the uh, the key games? Obviously, a big one around here coming up tonight, right?
9: You've got Conley and Rose tonight. Game's going to be played at Hollywood Crossroads. That's going to be a big matchup. You've got Washington uh, on the road going to Green Central. You've got Aiden Griffin and North Pitt going to be on uh, uh, doing battle tonight. North Pitt having a great season, five and one right now. That should be a good matchup. South Central's off tonight, and uh, you know it's it's one of these games that you 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 you're excited about in Cross County, the Conley Rose game, and I think tonight will be just as good. Even though Conley is a young football team, Roses seem to put it together, winning uh, I believe four straight. They're four and three right now after losing their first three games. Uh, I know Will Bland, their head coach, is very excited. Uh, I think Conley's excited to prove that maybe last week's game at Havelock. Wasn't as bad as the score indicated. It was, I think, fifty-five to twelve, I believe, was the score, and uh, you know, it was uh, on paper not a good game. But you know, talking with Coach Connor, you know, early in the week, he said, you know, it wasn't as bad as it, it score indicated. We just didn't take advantage of situations, and they did. So, it, I think it'll be a great game tonight at Hollywood Crossroads. Exciting to see uh, who pulls that one out. Hopefully, Conley will, because you know, I'm a Conley guy.
3: I am as well. Great night of programming coming up here on pirate radio high school huddle at six o'clock conley football at seven morgan the panthers uh suffered their first loss of the season last week against dallas they'll look to uh bounce back against philadelphia you've got my uh football team taking on the saints coming up this sunday and interested to see how urban myers jaguars respond to what's been going on with them when they play the titans so what are you looking forward to in the nfl this weekend
9: well, you got the the Jaguars, and their motto is going to be rock and roll, hoochie-coop, uh, uh, when they think so, when Meyer runs out. <laughs> you like that? Thank you. Yeah, was all right. Uh, yeah, it was okay. But he did have a hoochie-coop. So I'm just saying, you know, it could work. Uh, I'm just still shocked that he's had didn't get fired. I mean, to be real honest with you. I mean, I know that the con, Tony Con, and his dad down there run the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, they – I'm sure something happened. Whether it was fine, if he's on the sideline Sunday, it's going to cost him a lot of money. He's going to have to do a lot of rebuilding. And if you're his wife and family, what do you think? I mean, look at one of those the videos of it. A picture of Urban and his wife are in the background because it's his bar. So it's just that was sad.
3: Oh yeah, that was an interesting wrinkle to the whole thing. A big picture of them uh, together.
9: Um, You know, as far as the Washington football team, uh, I think. They can go down there and take care of business, uh, but they're going to have to play well and take advantage of some Saints' mistakes. They haven't been playing the best, and they have been making mistakes. uh, And as far as the Panthers, hopefully uh, Christian McCaffrey will be getting back back into the lineup. There's a chance of that this week. They're talking about that he looks like he may go. So if they do, that'll be a, a pretty good game as well.
3: Morgan Aylers joining us on a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Morgan, have a great trip. Enjoy the game, and uh, we'll talk to you next week and hear from you coming up tonight at 6 o'clock on the high school huddle.
9: Thank you, my friend. You guys have a great uh, pregame and postgame tomorrow, and we'll be listening.
3: Later, bud. We will do that here inside the Pirate Radio studios, 2 o'clock Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate as we get you ready for kickoff uh score updates right now the braves can only get on base uh via the walk and corbin burns already has three walks through one and two-thirds innings braves have a runner on with dansby swanson up no score in that game and the astros are threatening they have runners on the corners tied at four in the bottom of the seventh with one out in their game against the white Sox. so that's what's going on right now a couple of ties in major league baseball playoffs coming up later tonight the red sox a uh loss to tampa what a what a game for randy a uh, rosarina mike mullis was texting me uh and said he deserves one in the hip or in the back for did, uh did
1: you hear the call on his home run
3: uh, the the spanish call yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah okay it was it was uh do i some about
1: do i feel right <laughs> yeah.
3: it was a great call he also stole home which is like one of the most badass things you can do in sports yes. stealing home is so cool it,
1: because it's it rarely ever goes right for you if you try to steal home and he just it was absolutely perfect timing it was
3: perfect
6: and jonathan elderby got to uh witness it
3: yeah i'm sure he was going crazy and i might ask him to say randy rosarena's name on monday see how that goes dansby swanson grounds out to short and they head to the bottom of the second in milwaukee scoreless also coming up tonight dodgers at giants that's a that's gonna be a really fun series walker bueller on the mound dodgers are a road favorite uh, against the 107 win giants that's a heck of a series that begins tonight. All right, hey, take it.
6: You know yeah, what? You want to know, yeah, wanna know what right. I kind of want to do right now? And I don't call the shots around here. Parte. But I kind of want to open it up.
3: <laughs> Wait, like the phone lines? Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I kind of want to give something away. Okay. I don't call the shots around here, though. I know you don't, but...
6: We can do whatever, but something in my gut says, let the people get the beer.
3: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We got a Chandler honeycut. Let's do it. Booty, 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 booty,
1: booty, booty everywhere. Call him the booty.
3: Why wait 15 minutes? We can do it right now. 317-1250 317-1250 is the number. We know what the prize is. A 12-pack of Bud Light Seltzer Flannel, Bud Light Shirt and Koozies, large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Shirley Rhodes, what color are we looking for? Color 12 must be 21 or over. All right, 317-1250. colour 12 is a big winner on a free beer Friday. And if you win, you can thank Chandler Honeycut. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. If you've got damage from wood rot, smoke or fire or even water, consider it fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company visit fixednc.com today or call 999-0001 that's three nines three zeros and a one fixed nc restore renew maintain and congratulations to kevin Kozart of winterville is our big winner on a free beer friday he walks away with a uh, bud light seltzer fall flannel pack Also, a uh, Bud Light t-shirt and koozies and a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right,
3: back with you on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Kevin just won a 12-pack of Bud Light seltzer flannel pack. Bud Light shirt, Koozie's, large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer, Bud Light, proudly distributed by Caroline Eagle, distributing since 1989 the official beer of the ECU Pirates. A quick look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, Charlie Morton is dealing five strikeouts through two, and uh, they head to the third in Milwaukee, Braves and Brewers scoreless. And the Astros break the tie they are up five to four on the white Sox in the bottom of the seventh inning still have two on with two out craig kimbrell on the mound for chicago that's a look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard brought to you by the buck. buck all right let's head out to the fixed did live line i got a buccaneer music hall leaderboard Update for you. Sam Burns, thirteen under par, leading at the Shriners Children's Open out in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll talk some golf and more with Greeny. Mark Greenheld from the Golf Shop Radio Show. Mark, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Clip,
10: how are
3: you doing? Doing all right, Greeny, a lot going on in the sports world. Uh with the Shriners Children's Open going on in Vegas. I did see that Brooks Kepka is seven under par uh Matsuyama's playing in this tournament Webb Simpson so I'm seeing a few names here in Vegas anything to uh to keep an eye on this weekend for this particular tournament
10: yeah well this is a birdie fest uh this is one of those uh courses I actually played it the week after the uh this tournament last year Hmm. um and you know it's it's straightforward. If if you got your driving work and you can certainly take advantage with the length, you don't have to be long. But if you are long and you're hitting it straight, you can take advantage. It really comes down this week to who's going to make the most putts because these greens are they're a little big. They're they're kind of flat in a lot of places, but there are some, uh, some spots where you can kind of get out of control a little bit. But uh, yeah, if you're rolling the ball on the greens and making some putts. You're, you're going to have to do that because this is a place that's going to go low. Uh, you're looking at four,
3: maybe five under makes the cut this week. Greeny, uh, you are a, a college golfer. We, we talk a lot of golf. We don't really talk much about you on the course. So, you know, what, what are you? how are you doing on the course uh, these days?
10: Well, I don't get to play as much as I used to. So, you know, I used to be a, a decent golfer. I, I, I walked on at Clemson for two years. Um, my my handicap at one point was a plus three, hmm. and now I'm a, I consider myself a a 15 hole golfer. Like you, you get me for 15 holes, <laughs> be decent play. The other four, you don't know what you're gonna get. You might get a bogey, you might get a double bogey, you might get you know something worse than that. So uh, there's still flashes of brilliance, but there's a lot of bad golf in between sometimes.
3: All right. Not bad. Uh a fifteen holer. I like that term, Greeny. Uh maybe you maybe uh you should be a twelve holer and you could compete against Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. That's the uh I guess the big news in the golf world this week that the match uh I believe number five will be coming up the day after Thanksgiving. Twelve holes, Kepka DeChambeau. I've I've got your thoughts on these in the past. Uh how about this one? what, what do you think about this matchup?
10: number one, don't you think this one's like six months too late? Yeah. At this point? Yeah. I mean, Can't... that's the big thing. I, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. We got 12 holes. This is a, again, it's it's a, a golf course here in Vegas that is uh, is just going to be, you know, light it up, fire, rip it, try and make birdies, make eagles. If you hit it off line, you're going to make a double or a triple. So, it'll be a go for broke match. I, I don't really know if I get the 12 hole thing. I guess they're I guess they're thinking that they're not holding people's attention with just the two of them for 18 holes, so why not make it 12 holes? I'm sure they'll figure out a way to put some other dumb stuff in there, uh, make some bets, um, do some gambling against each other. So, uh, you know, they'll do their best to try and make it up more than it is. But realistically, the hype on these kind of things ends up being better than the the play itself. So we'll see what happens.
3: Well, here's one to follow next week, Greeny. J.R. Smith... Yes, that J.R. Smith, champion uh, from the NBA, uh, went back to school or went to school for the first time, I guess I should say, at North Carolina A&T. J.R. Smith will play his, uh, in his first collegiate tournament in golf coming up Monday and Tuesday at the Phoenix Invitational, hosted by Elon. So, uh, J.R. Smith, good player on the court. We'll see how he is on the links uh, starting next week, Greenie
10: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's always the thing. I mean, you can't go back and play another sport. He never went to college, so he has the opportunity to go back. And, um, you know, just like anybody else, you have the opportunity to uh, to compete in a sport. And, you know, good on him. I mean, good on him for going back to school. And good on him for picking up something else besides basketball. And, you know shot let's see i mean i hope he wins the thing the heck with it let him let him go win it and uh it, it gives him exposure to you know some, maybe some smaller schools at that point and uh i think it's nothing but good i'd rather go watch that than watch brooks and Brighton
3: <laughs> i'm with you said he qualified for the tournament by one stroke so he snuck in and we'll see how he does starting next week talking to Greeny, mark greenelch golf shop radio show coming your way 8 a.m right here on pirate radio on saturday Greeny, uh, we talked golf with you. We talked some football as well. A lot of eyes on the Big Ten tomorrow with Iowa and Penn State in their top five matchup. Cincinnati uh, hoping to get in the top four. If they can cruise tonight over Temple, then one of those teams will lose, and we'll see if they put Cincinnati four, or if Oklahoma beats Texas, maybe they leapfrog Cincinnati going to four, and Cincinnati's at five. I'm I'm interested to see what happens the rest of the year if the Bearcats take care of business. Do they still leave them out for the the Power Five schools, or do the Bearcats do enough to to get into a playoff? But kind of a, a it's been a weird year in college football. You've seen it with your Clemson Tigers, Greeny. That all we knew. Kind of going into this year, we've had to forget, other than, of course, Alabama being awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, heck, at this point, I give it to Cincinnati.
10: I mean, I don't see anything else in their schedule the rest of the way that could be that, – that's going to upset them. And, you know, they've played as good, if not better, than pretty much everybody. I mean, you know, we know Alabama's really good. Um, Oklahoma has struggled. I mean, anybody else that's around them in the rankings right now has struggled. I say, you know, for me, Cincinnati should be even higher right now. I mean, when you, when you ultimately look at it, and, you know, Iowa, Penn State, obviously one of those is going to lose, and they're going to drop down. And, uh, I, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. I mean, either one of those teams have really shown. I mean, Iowa struggled, and Penn State has always seemed to lose the big game. So, who knows? And uh, at least the good thing is, is I don't have to watch Clemson this week and struggle. I, I don't have to figure that out till next Friday when they get to play a ridiculous friday game and everybody gets to see him struggle up in the
3: carrier dome oh yeah uh that's that's always interesting uh interesting with favors and uh and the, the orange talking to greenie mark greenheld on the golf shop radio show greenie what you got planned for saturday's edition of the golf shop radio show
10: well from a golf perspective we're going to talk to golf.com's luke kerr as well as rex hoggard from the golf channel so i'm sure we'll talk uh current golf we'll talk maybe season and review a little bit from last year we'll talk the match coming up so we'll kind of touch all our bases and then we'll talk to bill bender and we'll also talk to doug rice even though the race is in charlotte this week we got the roval coming up i'm actually on my way to florida because i'm going to go play some golf clip
3: sounds good granny uh we'll get an update on that performance next friday when we talk to you How about that? There you go. Greeny, have a great show, a great weekend, and uh, hit them straight, and we'll talk to you next Friday. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Greeny, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. You can check it out 8 a.m. Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. Astros have broken through with a big seventh inning. We're now in the top of the eighth, but they put five across in the seventh, and lead the white Sox nine to four about to take a commanding two games to none lead in that series braves and brewers are scoreless uh, as they head to the bottom of the third a quick look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard second time out we'll come back when we return we'll hear more from the coordinators got some Donnie k got some blake harrell on the way our bud light ec report is coming up next on pirate radio live after this
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to the show. Taking a quick look at your stock market report, the Dow was down 8 points and closed out the week at 34,746. The NASDAQ was down 74 points at 14,579, and the S&P was down 8 at 4,391. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in the PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
3: Had our first hit of this game as brewers got a single they try to bunt the runner over and freddie freeman throws a laser to dansby swanson to get the out but like all things in sports this one will be reviewed as freddie makes the throw and uh he might be safe we shall see oh no oh, no he was got out him. all right great play good stretch by dansby uh no score between the braves and the brewers in the bottom of the third the White Sox trailing the Astros nine to four. They are headed to the bottom of the eighth. Astros about to take a commanding two nothing series lead in that one. Coming up, seven oh two Fox Sports One. It's the Red Sox and the Rays. Uh the Rays lead it one game to none. And game one between the Giants and Dodgers is tonight, nine thirty seven on TBS. There's a look at your Buccaneer music hall scoreboard brought to you by Da dubuck da Buck all right uh let's get you set for east carolina and ucf and hear from the coordinators let's hear more donnie kirkpatrick still got three cuts from donnie we didn't get to yesterday so let's start surely with donnie kirkpatrick part four as he answered questions from the media earlier this week
8: We're going to orlando probably the loudest you know wave in any of you guys faces here
2: what yeah. Yeah.
11: Well, yeah, the the, the bounce house can, can get going. I think they're the number one attendance group now in the conference. That's got to sting a little bit. Okay, I hope that stings our people a little bit that we don't lead the league in attendance anymore because that surely wasn't the way it used to be around here. Now, I know we got to do our part. Okay, everybody loves a winner. Okay, uh, so there'll be a good crowd. I think that Jackson, the visiting team up too, though, in the beginning, what it causes is communication problems. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, all, all your communication from coach to player from the center. Got to make a call, you know, set, this is the defense. This is the mic. Okay. Quarterbacks out there saying, you know, this is, you know, this is the ID uh, receivers having to, you know, concentrate, get to play. Uh, Your cadence is big. You know, you got to hear when the ball snap. So it, it definitely can affect you that way. And I, and I think that's the thing. If, the other team's playing well. Obviously, the crowd always gets into it a little bit more. I guess you can kind of feel that. But, you know, as we say, the, the, the two greatest feelings uh, is when you play at home, it's the second greatest feeling when you win the game and you go down and the crowd's going crazy and you sing the, the fight song with the band. But the greatest feeling is when you shut the crowd up on a visiting field and it's dead silence. And that's the way, that's what we got to do this week.
10: It seems like the deeper you go into your receiver room, the better the top guys have played. Yeah. I think they're, are they worried about losing their starting jobs? Are they just more fresh?
11: They- I hope that's what they are because, you know what, every day you come, you got to earn it. I know I do, you know what I'm saying? You know, if you don't do good, you, you, everybody can be replaced, you know what I'm saying? And so competition is a great thing. And, 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 you know, not to just be, you know, cold-hearted or whatever, like, you know, old school football, the coach, you know, just so cold-hearted or whatever. But, yeah, it is a competition, and you better step it up. And, you know, uh, you know, this guy like Audie, Audie's just a great story because Audie didn't, I don't want to slam Audie, I don't want to say this wrong, but he didn't play very good at the beginning of the season. And we really thought Audie was going to play good. He had had a great preseason. He had really kind of become the leader of the group, and he had a little bit of a rough start. And so all of a sudden he didn't start. He could have tanked that thing and really got really worse, but instead he regrouped. And it actually relaxed him, you know. The expectation now maybe was what was bothering him, and he relaxed. And man, has he played good the last couple of weeks now. And so I think that's kind of what's happening maybe with the other guys, and they they they're they're saying hey, I got to go, or I may not get that that rep, you know, anymore. So they're they're fighting to get those reps, and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing.
3: All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick. Let's hear more from Donnie Kirkpatrick as the uh, Pirates get said to face that UCF defense. Cut number five. You get to the point where the confidence level offensively is
5: beginning to get cumulative a little bit, and you kind of expect uh, the, at least a certain level of proficiency.
11: Well, I, I think the players are. I think they're they, they're finally we're finally getting over. You know, like we're playing SMU. I know we've referred y'all about, about how to get back to that SMU game. You know, whatever. I know we got to move on to the, from that too eventually. But I do remember like one of the kids telling me said, you know, like we were sitting there like. God, is this a dream? I was thinking, like, we shouldn't be thinking that way, you know what I'm saying? We just should be just like, this is the way it's supposed to be. But the kids obviously were not. And then the second half, when we started to lose that momentum, same kid said, yeah, everybody on the sideline was going, this always happens. This always happens. And you can't think that way. So I think that kind of might still been a little bit the attitude when things went bad early in the season But now we've won some close games, and as ugly as that win, okay, that ugly, you know, there's no ugly babies, okay, there are some ugly wins, I guess. As ugly as that was, we did win a game when there was a lot of pressure on us to win. The other team didn't have no pressure at that point. They had already said, we've done better than everybody expected us to do. We're relaxed, okay. We did win that game instead of, you know, blow the game because that's still the main thing, to win the game, okay. You'd like to win by a lot, but that's still not – Left column, right column. You win, you over here, you put it in the left column. You over here, you lose, you put it in the right column. So we won a close game. We won a close game at Marshall, you know, when we were behind in the fourth quarter. Those are the things, I think, that do give you that confidence that the team believes, like, let's just keep coming. Let's just keep coming. Momentum's always coming our way is what we tell them.
10: So it's tough to tell because I know there are two on the roster, but I think I saw Maceo dress this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, any
11: chance we see him? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Maceo's back. I don't know if he's a hundred percent or not, but he definitely could give us a lift. You know, Sneed has been a little bit banged up. He's back a hundred percent this week ago, so I know he's going to probably tackle Maceo if he takes off tries to get in there or something. Not let him get in there, but uh, yeah, Maceo's back. He's practiced, and uh, you know, we're hoping that. He'll get a chance, too, eventually, because I think he can do some things. You know what I'm saying? He's earned it. He just – bad luck getting hurt. Now, he's helped us in special teams, so so that's a huge role.
3: All right, one more uh, from Donnie Kirkpatrick as he met with the media this week. That's uh, six, Shirley. Can you tell us just about where CJ's at? I'm trying to figure
11: it out. So, where is CJ? Me and you you both. That was off the record there. We can edit that out, right? Uh, Well – you know, CJ C- just he got a lot of attention, and everybody's pulling for CJ, and everybody talks about CJ and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, the ball's getting spread around a little bit. You know, the, the defenses have a lot of attention for him as well. And we're just trying to get CJ Just just let the game come to you a little bit. Now, Holton's going to look for him. You know, he's got the number one targets whatever that little fancy phrase is now that we use, who gets the most targets or whatever. He's got the most targets. He didn't have the most catches, I guess, or whatever. But he gets the most targets. He also gets the most attention from the defense, you know. Uh, he gets held the most, you know what I'm saying. He gets the most late hits. Some of them get called, some of them don't. But uh, we're just really trying to not worry so much about C.J., you know what I'm saying, and just you know, you're just like everybody else on the team. And, and it'll come around. It'll come around. He'll have, some, he'll have a big game, you know, just right when everybody least expects it, he'll have a big game. So, I mean, he's working hard. He, he's, he's a better player today than he was two years ago. He may not have had the game he had at Cincinnati. You know, I don't know. Sometimes that just, you know, that's one of those freaky things. Not that he didn't earn it, but we didn't go into that game saying, well, you know, we're just going to throw it to CJ and he's going to have 285 yards. That just happened. You know, that just happened you
3: know is he one of those guys that just like thrives on the interaction with the cornerbacks
8: because i mean he's, he's, it's a they're physical on him man.
11: they are he's so physical that i think the coaches tell the guys he's going to embarrass you okay he's going to hurt you if you don't get ready this week and they get ready and they do get ready and uh you know so well uh, Again, there's some other altercations that always seem to go on a little bit. You know, there was a play Saturday where, I don't know if it's a coach or who, he's not dressed in a uniform, he's down on the sideline, and he takes a shot at him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how anybody sees that, but he kind of comes over and it's kind of a, you know what I'm saying? And I, I know that, that'd be irritating. That'd be irritating to you, but he did a nice job. He just got away from that and left it, you know, a whole bit and, uh, you know, Holton looked for him a lot. He had a huge play coming out in the third quarter, Big point emphasis was for us to be better in the third quarter. And we got a nice lead going into halftime. We'd had that situation before, you know, and I handled it very well. In the third quarter, uh, we come out, and I think they take it and score. And, you know, okay, there's that. uh, I know everybody, you know, here it goes again. But we come out, threw a deep ball to C.J., got a good drive going right there. He was a big part of that. So we got a lot of confidence in C.J.
3: All right, there is Donnie Kirkpatrick. A lot of C.J. Johnson talk there. as uh, Had decent numbers last game, but we just uh, expect so much from him. But it was nice to see Holton Naylor spreading it around. And uh, we'll, we'll get that big 100-yard uh, C.J. Johnson game here shortly. Uh, let's hear from ECU Defensive Coordinator Blake Harrell. Uh, Shirley, let's hear Blake Harrell Part 2 as he had a QA and a with the
12: media.
8: How do you feel, Gary? You-
12: Yeah, I, I think we're getting ready for a good football team in UCF, and, and that's been all their focus. And, and you know, when you, when you turn around from a win, whether it's Marshall or CSU or whoever it may be, and you got a good opponent, that kind of helps you get your eyes on that next opponent. And UCF, uh, you know, I, I told the guys this morning and said this afternoon, I said, hey, they're really a top a couple plays away from being a top 25 team. I mean, a play away from beating Louisville, a couple plays away from beating the uh, Navy. Um, and then if they were sitting there 4-0, we'd be talking about them in the top 25. And, and that's that's been all our focus. And it's, you know, hey, you know, good job on Sunday from the previous Saturday. And, and now it's all UCF and, and getting Orlando and, and make sure we're prepared for that.
0: You get
5: Stringer in there and he strings together a few hard hits. And now you got a lot of depth back there on the back end. What's it do for you
12: a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's nice to have Gerard back and Gerard playing at a high level. And we saw that early in camp. Went through a little got banged up there a little bit early in the season, and, and now he's back and healthy and full speed. And, you know, I, I tell you guys this, like, it's more going to keep those guys fresh and, and allow those guys, when they are on the field, to go play 100 miles an hour and at top speed and uh, full speed. And and also, and I think I just heard Coach Kirkpatrick Kirk talking while I was in the hall, it keeps the competition there going. It holds each other accountable because I know if, if I slip off my game, I got somebody waiting right there that's going to take over and, and pass me and, you know, we talk to him about Wally Pip all the time, uh, but that's that's true. I mean, if, if I'm not holding myself accountable and I'm not doing my job and my teammate is, he's going to pass me up. And, and Gerard's doing a great job, and, and that's not taking anything from Gerard because he's, he's playing well too. But uh, if we can get that at every position, I think it's just going to make our program better and make our football team better. And those guys – you don't see, I don't sense any jealousy or any of that between those guys or in any of those position rooms, but I just feel like, hey, we're making each other better and making our team better. And it gives us things we can do uh, on third down with some packages and different stuff like that that we've been allowed to do, um, you know, with those guys that are playing pretty well and getting them all back. Last year,
8: UCF was your first game as coordinator. What do you remember about
2: their speed and just that
12: game in general? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Uh, first game in American, and uh, I remember they were fast and fast. You know, the the tempo was really fast, and and, you know no matter how much you talk about it, no matter how much you prepared for it, it was still fast. And then their speed and just how athletic they were and how good Gabriel was. I mean, he was, you know, we played against Tua when I was at the Citadel, and I I said this the other day, I said, you know, that's what he reminds you of is Tua. And I don't know, you know, I'm no college expert quarterback or NFL quarterback guy, but, uh, you know, playing against him, watching him for a year, He's got that, you know, that tool set, and uh, he's a good player. But that—that that was kind of my looking back, just how, how fast they moved, how athletic they were, um, and, and how good they were up front, and all those type of things. So, and they still, still same guys, still same players. It's not like those guys left for the most part. You still got a lot of those uh, same receivers back, uh, same old lines back, same guys in the backfield. So, uh, they're a handful. Uh, Xavier well, you
8: played more inside backer last week. How? five games, and
12: how would you say he's playing as far as going back and forth? Yeah, I I think Xavier's, you know, he's done a lot for us this year. You know, playing on the edge, playing third down packages, playing inside backer, and just his versatility moving around has allowed our defense to be more versatile and help us get our best 11 guys on the field. And just the fact that he can handle that from a mental standpoint and still go play fast, I think he maybe led the teams in tackles last week, it's saying a lot for him. So just really excited about him and where he's moving forward and, uh, you know, it's going to help our football team.
0: Coach, can you talk about the opportunistic defense that you have? It's like every week they're, they're making big plays, especially when you need them.
12: Yeah, you know, uh, 20, 21 bells our butt out of life <laughs> You know, he makes my job easy. And uh, he just had to pick in practice. I was like, wow, he's, he's fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's the, the guys are taking what we, we work every week and just taking it and you're seeing it on game day and that, whether it's turnovers whether it's playing downhill playing fast playing physical uh t- tackle sacks big hits in the backfield whatever it may be and they're doing a good job of executing that on saturday and, and having fun and doing it you know you don't see guys uh worried about me or, or this they're worried about them te- their team and, and playing for their teammates and having having a fun time doing that and in front of our fans and, and doubt it, it was a really cool experience and those guys enjoy being in there so it's, it's been fun to watch
10: when the defense is playing this physical, how do you get them to motor it back a little in practice? They play
12: times like a team and inside room. Well, we, on Thursdays, we do go uh, no shoulder pads. And on Fridays, we, we don't have helmets. So on those two days, we motor it back a little bit. But that's about it. Uh, you know, it's, I don't think... And, I, and, and all, honestly, like, I don't think you can go practice soft and play physical. And, and Coach Houston will say, tell you the same thing. It's, it's how we've always been. You can't... You can't do things one way on Tuesday, Wednesday, and expect to go play a certain way on Saturday. So um, we don't we're not as physical on Thursday and Friday, maybe.
2: So, so feeding off of that at practice, you guys do
3: a lot of dynamic, different things to teach muscle memory for these young defensive guys. Going into year two, having the same defensive coordinator, which you didn't stress
2: out enough a lot. Um, how do you think that has benefited you and the confidence in rolling into?
12: Well, I just think, uh, you know, like you're talking about just reps, 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 and you learn from multiple reps. You know, and, uh, you've heard different stories. People say you've got to have 20-something reps to, to do, you know, perfect the skill or something, whatever it may be. But it's just guys have confidence in it now. They've done it so many times and feel confident in it that they can go out and they don't have to think about, hey, what I'm actually doing here. I can just go turn it loose and play fast. And You know, it's it makes – our jobs as coaches easier, um, and, and then they feel you know the guys feeling confident that hey we've done this before, or hey come, comes comes uh, you know a couple of series and a certain ball game you can go back and recall hey remember when we did it this way, or remember when this happened we want to go back and do it this way, uh, or look back you know uh, not to go back to Lane but bring it up to Lane like hey guys they hit us on this run last last year. They're going to come back to it. Here's how we want to play it. Here's how we want to fit it up. And our guys have done a really nice job of taking that and taking it to the game field. So just really excited about that and hopefully we can continue to do that down the road. Coach,
11: how do you
12: practice for fast and fast? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good question because, you know, you try to make sure you stay fresh for, for Saturday. But every rep, we tell our guys, if I don't get a game speed rep at full speed, then when I come Saturday and it's full speed, full go, and they're going 100 miles an hour, I'm not going to be ready for that rep. You can walk through it, you can jog through it, but it's not the same as it being a full speed rep. So we, we, we just preach, hey, it's got to be full speed, it's got to be a game rep, and, and getting yourself ready for game day. I always tell them my basketball story. I, I know you guys want to hear it. Um, I, and I was, a, I was really, like, basketball was my first love. Like, that was my thing. And... I know you can tell that by looking at me, that I was a really good basketball player. And, uh, you know, I go in the gym and shoot and shoot and shoot. And uh, a high school coach said, hey, you can go in there and shoot and shoot and shoot, but if you're not catching the ball, you know, jump shot, game speed, run over here, make a move, game speed, game shot, you know, somebody's on you, that's not doing you any good just to shoot a set shot. Anybody can shoot set shots. But if, if somebody's on you and, you, you know, you've always shot it's a set shot, you're not going to be ready for that jumper. So I try to tell our players that, and they just kind of look at me a little backwards and sideways and those kind of things don't really trust me. But that's it's the same thing. Like, I got to go to the gym. I got to shoot those jump shots. I got to go to the practice field. I got to practice, you know, before I knock that off. Uh, I got to practice full speed, game reps, and that way I'm ready for game day. So it gets me in that mindset. How do you
10: feel their hands?
12: Yeah, you know, that's something we made a big emphasis of the last two weeks, you know, and and we do it versus our scouts. We scripted out the tempo situations, um, you know, or the hurry huddle situations or just different areas there. Obviously, we're making our kids aware of when they're going to happen, those situations. And and then we go against our offense good on good. You know, we've done that uh, every day for the last two weeks just to make sure we get in tempo situations. And sometimes those guys can give you a little bit quicker look than maybe a scout team. So, um, you know. And you got two minutes coming up with we'll work, two minutes against each other. So we're getting that throughout the week and as we continue to, to focus on it. So we, we're ready for Saturday.
2: Who was your basketball
12: idol growing up? You know, I, I was a Carolina fan, so you so know what you want to be like. I, should, I probably shouldn't say that in here, like that's not good <laughs> to say it. <laughs> okay. I was an NBA fan. <laughs> Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> Spud, I, honestly, it was like uh Muggsy Bog and Spud Webb. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean just <laughs> if yeah yeah blue edwards (laughs) he was the guy (laughs) yeah Yeah, appreciate y'all
3: all All right blake harrell uh letting it slip there hey he's not the only person who was a north carolina fan in their youth it's happened to the best of us but calling out some short uh short point guard names there that he was a fan of blake harrell not the uh, tallest of stature so uh, enjoyed the work of those uh, little point guards, Spud Webb, Mugsy Bogues, uh, Charlie Morton cruising. How about eight strikeouts through four innings for Morton. The Braves and Brewers are scoreless. Uh, the Braves are hitless in the game so far.
6: John right. Moody is watching us from
3: the racetrack. That he is. John, can you give us a leaderboard, Buccaneer Music Hall race leaderboard update when you get a chance? what track is he at did he say uh uh v-i-r now virginia international raceway pretty cool john good stuff thanks for tuning in all right let's take our final break we'll come back wrap it up on a friday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. and. Pr- distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show <laughs> welcome back to the show
1: for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook and instagram at pr927fm if you want to follow us on twitter it's at free pr927fm join the over 50,000 followers today now let's head back into the show here's clip barack
3: Wrapping up the show today. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We will be back with you Saturday, 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you set for East Carolina and UCF. So check us out then. Big Saturday on tap. And we're back with you Monday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.